Ladies and gentlemen, and in-betweeners, I'm your host, Alexander Rodriguez, here with On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. Tonight, we celebrate all things TV with personalities from your favorite news shows, actor and athlete, Michael Evans Bailing from CW's All American. We have Broadway baby, Emma Hunting from Rent, Next to Normal, Wicked, and co-star in the upcoming The Foster spin-off, Good Trouble. Uh, she has been bad trouble, though, I have to tell you tonight. We have writer, director, and producer, Bradley Bredewig from The Fosters, the new Moulin Rouge musical heading to Broadway. Edward Scissorhands musical, Sideshow, and the list goes on and on and on, but I like to save trees and I didn't want to print out all of his uh, credits. And we also have my guest co-host, On The Rock's favorite, Kurt Yeager here from NCIS LA, Sons of Anarchy, and CBS's Tell Me A Story that just got renewed today for season two. Oh, so much talent in one room and vodka. And your favorite host with the deepest voice. So raise a glass and let the games begin. Yeah. <laughs> Propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On the Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. Oh my lord, we're already doing second refills here on the rocks. Emma, you start the Emma show is off already asking for a refill. <laughs> oh, you guys, buns and bows and pantyhose, the show where we're too glam to give a damn, obviously. Uh, I wanted to lose 10 pounds before New Year's Eve, and I'm so excited to tell you I'm 20 pounds away from that. <laughs> wah, wah. So, you know, everybody loves Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it's the holiday season. This is a song that teaches kids that if you're different, people will hate you until they need something from you. Wait, uh, really? <laughs> That's literally what the song's about. That is it's very like true. I'm yeah. trying to go. Would you lead my sleigh, little Rudolph? Yeah. yeah. Until one day we need you to lead the sleigh so I can do my job. Now you're a star? No, bitch. He was a star sorry. No people. <laughs> Wait, can we curse on here or no? Yes, you can, but it's ten dollars per F word. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ten dollars. Oh, right. Oh. I need your debit card so I can just start sliding. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. You if you watch Tell Me a Story, <laughs> there's like four F words in the first scene. I know. Scene, I'm and surprised. And they're all from Kim Cattrall. Yeah. When she well. saw her customer. Mm. No, because she looks so down to earth. She's not. Yeah. She's not Samantha at all. No, 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 no not at all. No. Mm. In fact, she plays a grandma. And I'm like, Kim Cattrall's playing a grandma. She plays what a grandma. Yeah. yeah. She admits it. But she's still a yeah. sexy grandma. But you know how they say she's a grandma because she wears glasses. No way. No. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are such a good show. Anyway, we're gonna talk all about it. Has Sarah Jessica come to visit? <laughs> I uh, I'll tell you another story. <laughs> That's season two of Tell Me. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love you. Thank you for holding our hair back and driving us home. Drunk texting, Michael, is literally the only sport I'm good at. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so okay. We're both athletes in different ways. <laughs> Are you pro? Oh, no. I'm an Olympian. He's an Olympian. Uh, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Of course, we are on Facebook Live right now on the Trendy Now app in San Diego, True FM in Ohio. You were, you were born in Columbus, right, Michael? I was. Yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. was. Hi, Ohio. What's we, up, C-Bus? We got a native here. O-H-I-O. I almost said that. 
Sorry. <laughs> Did you? Not at all. My fault. <laughs> O-H-I-O. Yes. And we're on Facebook like Live nationally uh, on Universal Broadcast Network uh, uh, and Bear World Magazine. Check out my weekly Bear World interviews, ah. movie news, and celebrity <laughs> interviews. Uh, this hey. week, I reported... Hey. I like that. I like that. You guys have no Sorry. clue what Bear World Magazine is. I yes. wouldn't be no, so excited. I, I do. I do. Is it yeah. bears? You know I do. <laughs> I do. Ooh. It's big, big yeah. men. Yeah. You would like be like a wolf. Oh. I'm like a wolf. He would be like an otter wolf? An a otter? Water? He's an otter. A he's water. an otter. An he's an otter, otter right now. <laughs> a water? Like your otter, add acid to water. Remember yeah, that? Oh, is he an otter? Don't you have to have a little hair to be an otter? Yeah, oh, he's no. not. Oh, she's yeah. Pre-otter? Yeah, I think pre otter. Yeah, pre Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, but this week I reported uh, biopics are all the rage right now with Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket mm. Man is coming out, and uh, one is Ben Greenlit, a biopic about David Bowie. <gasps> now, in our age of gender fluid casting, I want uh, Tilda Swinton to play. Oh, oh my God. that's a brilliant that idea. I, I but saw she's Emma's. Done a whole photo shoot as David Bowie. Like she's got photos of. That's her. where I got the idea to be honest. But she's amazing. <laughs> I'm not well, so original. My dog's name is Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Emma, Emma, with Bowie. I seen are your you really? Instagram. I'm you, she has she has a thing where you have the oh, bolt, yeah. lightning I've bolt been, across I your face. I think I've been David Bowie like three times for Halloween. Like yeah. I am obsessed. Wow, really? So Emma Bowie. should play David. Bowie. Emma should play <laughs> yeah. David. Why not? Yeah. My boobs yes. are way Why too not? big, but bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a groupie in like scene four, act three. You they can, can play Bowie and I'll play them, Emma. Emma. Yes, <laughs> we could do anything. We literally in this day and age, we literally could do anything. But they're also doing Labyrinth two, and it's a direct sequel. What? Number one, Jennifer Connelly is. A-lister and Bowie is dead. 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 Maybe my dog is gonna be yes. <laughs> David Bowie the sequel. I hope it's not a direct to DVD because I don't ruin it. Also, Henry Cavill is not leaving his role as Superman. Thank you, baby Thank Jesus. God. Yes. The okay. hottest man on the planet. He's my so God. Sexy. Because he's so nice and he's yeah. such a good actor on top of everything else. Right. We love hot men that can act, right, Michael? Yes, maybe. <laughs> God, I mission, mean, not that you love them, but, like, you are one. Yes. I when he did that it. thing in a Mission Impossible, yes. I was like, wow. What, what thing? What thing is this? What is Anything in Mission Impossible. Uh, honestly, like, with his arm? I oh. haven't seen yeah. one Sh Mission I, Impossible. You should I mean, see the last one. I haven't seen any of them. The rest of them are like, yeah. I feel like that's blasphemy, but like I also like as an actor, I haven't seen a lot of movies. Like people have been like, "Have you seen blah blah?" We're so I'm like, busy. no. We're all so busy. Like, who has time to do all? This? I don't. I sleep when I can. Yeah, retweet, yeah. retweet. Right? Retweet, it's retweet. Like, a lot of sleep. Well, and it's funny because we all have friends in the industry, and we all know that they're in shows. We're like, I love your show, and you're like, I didn't see any of it. They're like, did you like that part? And you're like, don't ask. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I don't there's twelve thousand shows on television now, yeah, so it's like, how do you Whoa, keep that up? Is true. How do you keep up? Yeah, yeah. Like, and like all different streaming services. Yeah. It's like, I can't, but you I don't. Think. Like you really don't. Um, but uh, in final bear world uh, movie news, Cats the musical has started filming. This cast has yeah. Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, uh, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Idris Elba, and James Corden. Can't wait. I'm just gonna drink. I was gonna ask, do we need Cats the musical? Let's ask the straight men and let's ask the the, the gay men. <laughs> uh, I like cats. I, I, I too. Do you like even know what Cats the musical is? No, I've never seen. Never it. seen it. I, oh spoiler God, alert! It is a musical. What about is a musical? Cats used to be the longest running musical on Broadway. You guys literally don't know Cats. That's a really good purr. That is Ooh, a that is really a good, good purr. purr. I've heard him purr. That's after basically four what the music sounds like too. <laughs> yeah. Look. Except for that one song. Has Taylor Swift <laughs> acted in anything memory. before? Uh, she's been in a movie, right? 
No. Yes, she has. Other than music she was videos? in that, uh, that Valentine's Day movie. Oh, yes. With everyone oh. else. She was Taylor Lautner's girlfriend? I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, I didn't I see that movie as well. Actor, but it's, it's mostly, well, this is the musical. It's mostly all singing. It's like an operetta kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's so what it's about? An alley cat? Cats is great. And Cats is about all the different, like, all the things that happens uh, when cats are basically away from, like, their owners or, like, street cats or whatever. There's different sort of, like, versions of, there's all right, different right, kinds right. of cats. Is there just lesson? like there's all different kinds of people. I'm going to say it's probably going to make a better movie than it does. I think because they'll have to sort of, the the thing is, is like, the the thing I love about musical theater is that it can be very vague and abstract and you can sort of take what you want from it and sort of adapt your own story to it. But Cats is very literal and I think that's why a movie will help with it because it's, there is something that's very wonderful about seeing these people dressed in these costumes with this makeup, dancing around and embodying Cats. But also, like you're, you're watching. So a when the about when the cats. owners are away, the cats will play kind <laughs> of thing. But it's not being. Yeah. But it's Kinda, not CGI. Yeah. Like they're gonna it's be. Not, it's yeah. not CGI. Yeah. They're gonna be yeah. like they're gonna be done. And I think there's exactly. something about the magic exactly of like, like Toy music, Story. Yeah. Music, movie making that could be cool. But you we'll can't see. talk musicals with straight men. You, you just really can't. can't. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to step out for like five minutes, we'll call you back. Yeah, let's go ahead. It's gonna be the whole show. I just don't think we need cats to musical. I'm not even looking over here anymore. I will. I think this is gonna be blasphemy. Musical theater people are gonna be yeah. mad at me when I say that I agree with you. The worst thing is that I'm gonna hate watch it probably. Yes, I'm gonna yeah. hate watch it just yeah. like like I did. Fan no of the offense opera. to your uh, co-star in uh, uh, Tell Me a Story, Billy Magnuson, Into the yeah. Woods. I wanted to commit suicide all oh, during. I loved, it is my- I loved Into the Woods. Oh, we have to break up. Oh no, rats! Into but the also, moment, this was the first saved. time I'd ever <laughs> seen Into the Woods. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, it's my favorite. It's my favorite musical of all time. <laughs> oh, I'd never heard it or seen it. See, I, oh, guys, I'm a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casting agents, did you hear that? <laughs> I don't know. I say all the time, I don't know anything about musical theater. I just do it for a living. <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear that? I, yeah. That was some shade like, from the man. <laughs> that was some shade. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. What theater do you know? Oh. 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 Sorry. This we broke up. Kurt, credits. I can't hear. We are going to get talk credits. Shit. Anyway, I just don't think we need Cats the Musical because... Uh, for all of our audio listeners, you can check out our video stream on Facebook, uh, YouTube channel, and of course, the Now Trending app, which all of our On The Rocks video is streaming for free. Download that app on iPhone and Android today. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on ubngo.com uh, and Facebook. Ask her a question. She'll answer it. She's done the research. She has watched all the shows, so she'll she'll answer you in the chat room. If it's a burning question, uh, she'll text me, and we'll ask her right here on the air. Please keep her busy. She's next to the vodka, um, and she's drunk Christmas decorating. The last wreath she decorated was boycotted by Hobby Lobby. Drunk what? Christmas decorating. Are you serious? What? Yes, Brad. I don't know. I never know what it is. I was like, she sounds epic. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, Hello to our engineer, Kurt. Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Kurt What's up, Kurt? How are you? How's it going? Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. Happy holidays. You're dressed so festive. Yeah, you know. Wait, are we getting a pun? Yes, this is his spotlight. Go ahead, Kurt. Yes. Kurt, I would like to hear a pun. Hurry it up. We have, like, an actual writer in the room. All right. It's a Christmas theme one. Oh, how fun. This time, so. What is a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer? Least favorite Comet. reindeer. Yeah. Ah. Nice. Science. 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 We see each other. That, when when they're really bad puns is when I get it. So that yeah. must have been really bad. That's Kurt, cute. I actually found I like one for you. One. Somebody okay. posted it to me in, uh, from our fan base, and I wanted to delete them. Uh, what uh, <laughs> What does a clock do when it gets hungry? I mean, I've heard this one before, but oh, go ahead. It goes back for seconds. Oh, okay. Hey. Uh, that, 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 that I'm sorry, you guys. I didn't want it to be this way. That sounds very um, time-consuming. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Yeah, so what up? Hey. Hey. Where, where's your show, Kurt? Podcast with Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, oh, happy holidays, Kurt. No, you do not give yourself laughs. Yay, cheers. Yes. Like us on Twitter and Instagram at On The Rocks On Air. Facebook, if you're still on Facebook, keep it alive, On The Rocks Radio Show. Uh, like I said, YouTube, find us on the web, ontherocksradioshow.com. All of the links for all of our audio or video, if you want to watch us, is there. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will be there. A funeral. <laughs> info at On The Rocks Radio Show. Wow. I put the fun Chris. back in funeral. Boop. Oh, uh, shit. Info at On The Show. Um, real fast, my new national TV talk show, Glitter Bomb, is currently broadcasting over 22 million homes. We were covered in People Magazine, listed as one of the must-watch shows on new now next. Of course, we weren't number one show by Forbes magazine like Good Trouble was. Well. <coughs> next year. Next, <coughs> next year. Uh, featuring me and my co-host with some of your favorite stars from film, TV, music, and reality TV. Tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know the drill. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to latv.com slash schedule to find out what channel we are in in your city because we're on a different channel in every city. G get it together, people. This okay. is why I call you Gay Oprah. Yep. <laughs> I wish I had any Oprah's <laughs> <a> paycheck <laughs> or even a Gale. I don't even have a Gale. Hashtag single forever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we are broadcasting. Poor Kurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kurt, is that your your Gail right here? No. Uh, no, we're not intimate. Oh. <clears throat> oh. I'm gonna. I'm kidding, allegedly. Okay. Slurp. Anyway, while we were broadcasting on national TV, some of you who don't have cable, which I totally understand, say, I can't watch your show. Uh, well, we are now releasing episodes, the best of Glitter Bomb, on Facebook Watch, so it's for free. So go to Glitter Bomb TV on Facebook and click <coughs> Facebook Watch, and you're going to see we have a few episodes there. Kurt, show us who is on Glitter Bomb this Thursday. Fabulous. Uh, so make sure you watch that on Thursday or click us on Facebook Watch. This Saturday, I am MC for a fundraiser for the firefighters, their families, and the victims of the uh, California fires at the Eagle in Long Beach. Uh, performances, uh, giveaways, and my award-winning audience participation. All for a good cause starts at 9 p.m. Also, this New Year's Eve, take a trip down to San Diego. I'm partnering with Now Trending App at Flix Nightclub in San Diego. I guess it's a big, huge nightclub where I'll be counting down the top mm. music videos uh, from 2017 with booze um, and a hangover. But they're doing, like, you get to dance next <laughs> to the music video. Combo. 2017? Ooh, Why 2017? Like I said, like, two years ago. Oh, 2000. Basically. <laughs> 2018, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've been in a hangover since 2017, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. That's Thanks for yeah. well, no, no, one's, no one remembers catch. last year's yeah. this year. I, I didn't even know if they still... <laughs> yes. Oh. yes, Kurt. I didn't even know people were still doing music videos, by the way. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go to Now Trending Now for more information. <laughs> Let me formally introduce my bestie for the night. My co-host, Kurt Yeager, is widely recognized as his character, Greg the Peg, on the hit series, Sons of Anarchy. CBS All Access brought Kurt into the new series, Tell Me a Story, right after starring in the UK hit comedy, The Festival. He's currently filming The Village on NBC, which comes out early 2019. Ooh. He's producing the animated series, The Dragons of Melgore. Is there like a, is there like a fancy dragon? I can make one. Oh, yes, can we You can be the voice. Ah! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I want to be the dragon. Of course I want to be the well, voice. Yes. I like to work in pajamas. Uh, and in production of a web series called Tommy and Bobby. Tommy and Bobby is a show about two brothers who drink beer in the mom's basement in Boston, which comes out on YouTube in March uh, 2019. I think they need a gay cousin who comes over to drink martinis. The cameraman's gay. Do you yeah. want to be the cameraman? In the script? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not technical, but yeah. Yeah, sure. 
Okay. Do you like how I just put myself in all these roles? Yes. I'm going to be in the Good Trouble spinoff. It's going to be like, Weird Uncle Alexander. Hello, children. Sold. Kurt is also known for his roles in Quarry, Pure Genius, NCIS LA, where he saved NCIS LA that year for their ratings. His story arc, it's a true story. They even wrote an article about it. The the ratings were saved for your, was it a six-episode arc? Yeah, yeah. Where Kurt the Nice Guy was not so Kurt the Nice Guy and saved NCIS LA and it was okay. so much fun. To I went very dark. Your, I went yes. very dark. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, he yeah. was also That's featured cool. in Shooter and Shameless. Kurt is a highly respected member of the SAG After Committee, performers with disabilities, and advocates for the inclusion of actors with disabilities in roles not specified for disabled characters. Uh, Kurt is an amputee actor and speaks with network executives, showrunners, writers, uh, and casting on ways to increase inclusion through understanding and insight. Thank you. Uh, yes. Kurt's also... Okay. All right. Yes, and this is what I love about Kurt. He's a, he's, he's a true renaissance man. He's also a former professional X Games athlete. Years after losing his leg in a horrible accident, he came back, was the first amputee in the X Games, and the first and only amputee to successfully pull a backflip and still rides to this day. Shit balls, man. Okay. And you know, because he's an underachiever in 2016. <laughs> 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 Here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys, he ran up the entire Empire States building, 86 floors in 20... 20 minutes and 19 seconds. Bruh, I can't even run up four flights <laughs> of stairs. It was hard. Did you throw up afterwards? No, it was a lung buster. I wanted to. Yeah. I mean, it was a time like you're going up and you get to like the 30th floor and then yeah. you like start seeing like bubbles and sight. Oh, you no, realize no, 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 there's minutes? not enough oxygen. Yeah. yeah. How many miles is that? Uh, I have no idea how many Fuck. 86 stories. That's is. crazy. Uh, and this That's was for so. the Challenged Athletes Foundation. Yeah, Challenged Athletes Foundation, which which brings in a bunch of equipment and uh, support for people who have become disabled who still want to like compete and be athletic and stay healthy. Uh, well, and besides all of that, <laughs> <laughs> he's been the host of the BMW GS Trophy Challenge for several years, riding motorcycles off road in Thailand, Madagascar, the Canadian Rockies, South Africa, Botswana, Zambia. 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 <laughs> Zambia. 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 Europe. Zambia. And the United States. Um, and because he won't, he didn't write this in his own bio, but I know this, he's a real life superhero. Taking it upon himself, he and a motorcycle group hit Puerto Rico for an intense trip of aiding victims, which we have pictures of, who had no water and power and where no regular vehicles could, uh, could travel to. Um, so he and, and how many people? Uh, total that we yeah. got to is about a thousand. Shit. Yeah, that's so um, cool. And, and You're just a really good person. What he did. You're a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He He's making me sound better. No, really, it's actually good. true. Um, and he also helped save uh, his neighbor's houses during the Sherman Oaks fires. Like literally out there with a hose <laughs> when he should have been not. <laughs> Uh, and he's my yeah. own personal uh, <laughs> hero as an LGBT ally. We had quite the time in New York during Fashion Week. Yes, oh, we did. Do tell. Oh, I can't tell. This is live. No, <laughs> 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 no, no. We had a lot of fun. Um, so tell me a story, which yes. um, I caught up on all the episodes because there's three more episodes left, right? Yes. Uh, it is such a dark, sexy, and violent show. It's with Kim Cattrall, Billy Magnuson. Um, and I love Billy. He's well, great. We all love Billy. He's Billy's a great actor. He was in Into the Woods. He played the blonde. I know. Prince. He's, a, he's a, my friend Megan's boyfriend. He's a very sweet person. Mm. He's Lucky great. Megan. Great. Very sweet guy. Super great. Lucky Megan. Lucky, Lucky Megan. Megan. Lucky Megan. She's a very, very sweet girl. Lucky Billy. Lucky God. Billy. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're so yes and. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Improv. Um, um, how did you become part of this project? Because I know uh, you've done a lot of network uh, guest stars. 
Um, and this yeah, is yeah. like, this is, well, you did Quarry. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Cinemax, which I love that show. Yeah. I think it was a little too intense for most people. It was really dark. I mean, I think that that kind of a show, like, made people, like, oh, wait, I don't know what I'm watching on Cinemax because yeah. it's more HBO and it didn't have the scope. But, yeah. I mean, Greg Utanis was great show running that. But, I mean, it's so, it's just so visceral. It's, it's about it's 1970s contract killers. And, like, it's just brutal and, like, slow, but, like, living in it and, like, tasting. Yeah. You you see, you have to see it. It's so good. Uh, well, tell me a story is yes, equally it's, amazing. it's visceral. It's very, uh, it's really it's very sexy. It's really dark. It's very sexy. Yeah, all the everyone's actors, naked. Everybody's in their underwear except you haven't appeared in underwear. I know. Underwear. Is I that know. episode ten? I can't disclose that. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, do, I do some other stuff in eight nine. This is on okay. CBS All Access, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, you, what's you, with the pig faces? I want to know. Yeah, what that that's is. they're they're, they're like kind of a ploy about you know uh, three little pigs, and then yeah. they're like uh, villains that go around and do things, you know, do crimes, dressed but they're covering as, it dressed as. It's the like three a modern pigs. day fairy tale. It's like the yeah, wolf yeah. character. You guys, it's, it's so upsetting. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, 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 no, it's really, it's really, really good. I mean, like we got to see the first and second episode first, and the first one's good. You know, getting thrown all these people, and if you wait until the second episode, then it just takes off. It really, really takes off, and like I was really enjoying it. And I think it's one of the best opening sequences I've ever seen. It is one of the most beautiful yeah. opening sequences. I know, like we all know, TV shows, backwards and forwards. I know Six Feet Under kind of inspired the end yeah. of Fosters. So yeah. we know about montages, but this opening yeah. is so beautiful. Yeah. And you do get so wrapped in these characters that the violence and the sexiness just builds everything up. It's yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's a binge watch for sure. Um, and like I said, there's three episodes left. How, but how how did you get the audition for yeah, it? Yeah, just audition like normal. Just, you know, went out, read for it. And I've done a lot of shows on CBS, so I think they were like, okay, he's him. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kevin Williamson, you know, writes brilliantly and everything. And I think that just playing something authentic, because the character is actually an amputee, so they wanted to cast authentically as well. So they looked for people both who were amputees and non-amputees and said, okay, let's see who's the best. And I'm I'm a big advocate for you know be. like yeah person like finding the right actor and but auditioning everybody as opposed to being like oh well audition these people and assume a wheelchair user can't do something yeah like which a lot of the time it happens but I think they did a good job by bringing well, everyone in well it's kind of an open topic you know uh, Bradley you and the Fosters and now with with Good Trouble and 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 All American it's talking about inclusivity and how mm-hmm. different groups you can't just label people anymore because that's not what 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 America is mm-hmm. but when we talk about inclusivity in Hollywood it's such a hot button and it's like the popular hot button like to be cool it's like I want my cast to be inclusive well there's checking boxes off to make your cast inclusive and there's true inclusivity but then there's also the difference of what is inclusive for me in terms of the LGBT and trans community is is different than what's inclusive to you in terms of the di- uh, actors with, with disabilities. Yeah. Such as Welcome to Warren, uh, Warwin. It's the new movie with Steve Carell, and it's got all the Golden yeah, Globe nominations. Yeah, I just saw that, actually, today. So the lead actress, uh, I forget her name, she was in Hid- Hidden Figures, yeah, yeah, gorgeous yeah. actress. She plays uh, a single-leg amputee, and it was done by CGI. Yeah. There was no big controversy saying, well, you know, a single uh, amputee should have played that role. When Scarlett Johansson tried to do a role for the trans yeah. community, the whole trans community was, was so upset. I know it's, it's not apples to apples, but when we're talking about inclusivity... How how is that a different take? Like when we're talking about LGBT and trans actors have to play LGBT 
characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the thing about disabilities right now is it's just behind in terms of, like, its exposure of, you know, like, having people with disabilities actually playing characters with disabilities. But the big problem is that actors who have disabilities aren't playing characters that don't have disabilities. So they're not going out right now. Like, if you're in a wheelchair, you're not going out for an able-bodied role. Got it. You know what I mean? So there's, like, a disparity between that kind of a process. So, you know, there's 20% of the population has some form of disability. That's 57 million Americans. On television, less than 2% of characters have a disability. And then of those 2%, only 0.5% are played by disabled actors. So, like, the numbers are so low, and it's not even like, oh, it, oh you can only play that. Because I don't believe, I, I think, honestly, that every actor should have a chance to play that role. I don't care black, white, straight, gay, whatever. It's an irrelevancy. But when you don't have the opportunity to audition, then that's where it makes, there's a big gap in that number. And I think that's where it actually comes from. Now, we're all busy, right? And we all can't think of every single other person's type of personality or disposition or whatever else and figure it out. So it's about... First of all, like having grace and being like, okay, first, I know I can't know everything. So what, what can you teach me? You know what I mean? Like, like take that as the first thing. Be like, okay, I know what I know. Like, if they had like a, like a grace advisor. You know what I mean? Like someone comes to me and goes, have you thought about... Like, like it just means like, someone who has that job so you can do your job fast paced and do what you need to do. Well, that's the problem is, is that the entertainment industry is still a business. And so yeah, we need yeah. big names to sell tickets, to make more money, to right. find more. But and it's just like, well, how moral do we want to well, be? And I've how heard that, right though. do we want to be? Like, I've heard that you have, to have big, you have to have big names, but Harold Russell was double amputee, you know, and he, he, he was the only person to win two Oscars yep. for the same, same role. And then you have different people. I mean, the, the, the guy who was from Africa who was in uh, Captain Phillips, yeah. like he was a nobody who came out of mm -hmm. something. So you don't have to have just a name in every single role. Right, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can like mix it up and play. I don't with think it. there are movie stars anymore. I'm just gonna say it. I really believe that. I think if you make noise and if you make a good project, mm. people will find it and see it. So I think inclusivity is more important than ever. Yeah. You have to try very hard to pound the pavement and find the right actor to play that role. And I think that's the conversation right now. Well, it's funny because when you started the Fosters, it started like this snowball that has hit. I think every other show on network TV that you were telling stories about humans, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like we're doing this campaign for just this and right. we're going to hit you over the head with this you were telling family stories and that was what was going on of course you had a, a long you know one of your producers and of course jennifer lopez who's going to say no to that but what i think that really inspired was a lot of changes in network tv and now we have you know good trouble coming yeah. along yeah. and so inclusivity is actually inclusive it's not a campaign just for a campaign's sake or to say we're inclusive it's it's more than that yeah and it's yeah. and it's you know authentic inclusivity yeah. Because that's what makes authenticity it, yeah. is more yeah. important than inclusivity. Yeah, I think. Well, and don't you know from musical theater? Don't yeah. we know when there's a musical theater actor that's not authentic? We could read you from across the room. But it's I also true. think <laughs> if you're authentic, inclusivity will just naturally follow suit. I think like it's it's completely irresponsible to say that my life in general doesn't include people's stories from all different walks of life and all different backgrounds of all different colors and religious denominations or whatever so I think it's very ignorant to say like if you're being authentic and it doesn't include a, a lot of right, different right. kinds of different stories then you have a very very sad boring life no offense <laughs> <laughs> damn but 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 to Kurt's point to have somebody just put in your hey this is what might be going on outside of your bubble you know yeah. could, could be that because I know people that yeah. still are not have never met a trans person yeah. or right. have, oh yeah are there, no. are there, there are parts of the disabled. world that just don't, are not exposed yeah. to that kind yeah. of 
kind of culture. But um, but I think that's the thing is like I think as long as we're open to hearing those kinds of stories, we really discount ourselves and our fellow man if we're not willing to hear those kinds of stories or or bring along a sort of authenticity of someone who's lived those experiences to play mm-hmm. them. But sometimes it is that we're talking to executives who really don't have Who any don't know. Clue, and they're like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's all they're seeing. And it's, it's like, you guys are trying to tell a story. You guys are actually trying to do... Well, but that's our job yeah. to push them. To yeah. push them beyond their mm-hmm. boundaries of comfort. You know, And I think if you really are uh, adamant and, and, um, and are trying to tell those kinds of stories, then you have to stand up for that community and say, hey, I'm not going to do this unless you hear me out, Mr. Executive. Totally. I really feel passionate about this right now, and I want to hire this actor or this actress or this person for this reason. And mm. you fight for it, and you have to right now. You really do. Mm. Michael, what kind of talks did you guys have about inclusivity on the set of, of All American? Because you guys deal with so many issues on that show. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, you, you've seen the show. You know the characters. Um, Breezy's character, Coop, especially, you know, going through what she's going through with, um, you know, coming out and whatnot yeah. to her mom and whatnot. And um, I, we don't really necessarily talk about inclusivity within the whole cast itself. It's more or less just about every single character kind of mm-hmm. has their own issue that they're dealing with. Um, and I love that because, like we said, it's it's a normal story. It's, it's real. Yeah. It's, yeah. Real. it's real yeah, for yeah, yeah. each person, it's too. Real for I each think person. that's young Hollywood, as compared to like where I came from, it's like, okay, we talk about inclusivity first, and then the stories come later. You guys are just talking about stories. Yeah. I love that. That's where we're getting to. It, it, it just kind of rolls into one, one another. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, it, it, the thing that I love about it the most is that it's real. Um it's just like real life. Like, I don't know what's going on in your life. You could be having some fucked up shit going on with you, part of my language. Same bucks. with me. 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. <laughs> sorry. 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 You know, same for oh, everybody shit. in this whole world, but <laughs> same for everybody in this whole world, but that's the thing about <laughs> that I love about all Americans is that right. we're kind of hitting these things of you have no idea what these characters are going through until you kind of dive in and you get to understand their story. Yeah. And it's, you know, every single day people get judged for, you know, the way they look, the way they do, the things that they do. And you have no idea what they're doing or and, going through. And that's what I love about All American. You know, you even have like class issues, but what people are going through on either side of, of the tracks, so to yeah, speak. Beverly Hills and Crenshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Family is stronger on one side than on the other, and it's uh-huh. like you know, class doesn't have anything to do mm-hmm. with your confidence, with your abilities, with with your family relationships at all. Yeah, it just makes it look pretty. It's beautiful <laughs> to see. It's beautiful to see. <laughs> all right, let's get the show on the road. But I do want to take a look at Tell Me a Story trailer because uh, there's three episodes left. You can watch it on CBS Access, and it's so easy to to, to binge watch, and it's a super dark, sexy show. Look for our friend Kurt Yeager. Yay. Let's take a look at what to expect from season one of Tell Me a Story. We snap. Uh, do we get to get married, have a family? But the world is no place for that anymore. Everybody on the floor now! You and your three friends robbed a jewelry store. You got the wrong guy. The world is angry. I have to do something. Wait, wait, wait. It may rain later. I'll be okay. Cops brought me in. I'm not going down for that. You don't threaten me. This is wrong. I know. My brother's gotten into some trouble. Put my money. Let him go. 
Maybe we'll get lucky. We're not lucky people, Anna. Crazy. Everything's a little upside down right now. Why didn't you call for help? I told you! This guy, he's stalking me. You can't do this. You're not the vigilante type. Something going on I don't know about? That's a really good question. That has a really bad answer. Something's wrong. I will never go away. They're gonna kill us both. You're no wolf at all. You're just a sheep in wolf's clothing. It's a comedy. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that seems like something you can't watch late at night alone. Uh, you know? No. Or, in, or if you have a special someone, then it's an opportunity to, to make friends. Um, <laughs> you know. Way to put it. Um, but, this but little I have to piggy. Say, <laughs> yes. Bruh. All the way home. That's my grinder name. <laughs> no, but I have to say what I love about the show, it's not careful with the characters. It's careful with the story, meaning you don't know what's going to happen. Every show is a cliffhanger. And, and people go. People go. Yell out loud. Yeah. yeah. People go. Nobody yeah. is safe. Uh, it's like Game of Thrones for CBS. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, me let me formally introduce our panel today. Uh, Michael Evans Bailing, star and heartthrob, on the rise. He hit TV screens this last fall in the CW's new show, All American, which premiered, uh, like I said, this fall. Uh, the, f and the mid season finale uh, just played, was it this last week? Or uh, it was? The 12th. Last week, yeah. yeah. Um, which I watched last night. Really good finale, by the Ooh. way. Mid season, mid season. Uh, the football drama also stars Tay Diggs Ooh. and Daniel Ezra, uh, centers on a high school football player, Diggs. Spencer Ezra, and it's taken from, uh, it's based on a true story, by the way. Uh, a football player from South Central LA who's recruited to play for Beverly Hills High. And, and it deals with the wins, losses, and struggles of two families from two different worlds. Uh, Mr. Michael here portrays Jordan, number one, uh, the school's star quarterback and son of the coach, uh, Tay Diggs, uh, who must adjust <laughs> to sharing his father's Diggs. attention on the team spotlight. Uh, and we're going to talk about your scenes together because they're really, really intense. Yeah. Uh, mirroring his on-screen persona, this Columbus, Ohio native was a star athlete growing up, eventually going on to run track at India State University. After two years at university, he left to pursue an acting career in Los Angeles, where he currently resides. Is it true that you spent the first like months like on an air mattress bro how did you know that yeah oh, i do research and did it break or something uh, yes yes yeah. it did no. yeah i was yeah, just talking yeah, to my yeah. manager about that today actually. you should really watch your carbs but, but, <laughs> i know i know i, I know. feel like every actor in la has that story though because i had i was sleeping on an air mattress with my best friend and it would deflate by 2 a.m yeah. so every 2 a.m yes. we'd have to blow it back up <laughs> oh yeah like find the duct tape there was like five inches of duct, duct tape, tape never, never did works. anything never works. never did anything i think that sends the people who don't have passion for the industry home because they cannot take it after they six can't, months. You know what? That's the thing. It was yeah. it was sleep on a hardwood floor on a deflated mattress yep. or, or go, go home. home. Or go, and you yeah. don't want to go home. I didn't. I wasn't going home. No. Mm, God, I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael's move to LA led to appearances in multiple commercials for White Castle, mm, Isotoners, <laughs> Nike, and Finish <laughs> 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 I love him, mm. like asshole. Uh, before he was casting <laughs> All-American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he's also had a guest role on Fox's uh, hit show Empire as the handsome gentleman, by the way. Yeah. What? Yes. That was fun. That wasn't typecasting. Okay. <laughs> Please welcome for Michael's first appearance on The Rocks. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also joining us is Emma Hunting, uh, has appeared in numerous Broadway shows and touring companies, including Alphaba and Wicked, uh, Natalie Next to Normal, uh, roles in Spring Awakening, uh, and Maureen in the off-Broadway revival of Rent. You know who did. You know who's on our next show is Tracy Tom. <gasps> I, please tell her I say hello. I, I love her. I will. I just did a concert with her two weeks ago. I had to sing Wicked, and she had to sing. We sang for uh, a charity event. She's, She's amazing. She's the best. She was, uh, for those of that don't know, she played Joanne in the movie Rent, and she was also Dover Wears Prada. Uh, Emma uh, can currently be seen at Rockwell in uh, Fuse Project's Scissorhands, uh, a musical inspired by the film, which I am seeing on Sunday, and I cannot wait. We have some sneak footage uh, that we're going to be looking at today on the show. Uh, she made her first appearance in scripted television in 1999 when she appeared in Angel, also known for her role in <laughs> Happy know. Ending, and will be seen as Davia in the upcoming Freeform show Good Trouble, airing <laughs> January 8th. Again, Forbes magazine listed it as number one anticipated show one? of this next. Number one. Yes, I'm not just saying that because I'm in it. Like it's really, really good. Mm. Well, it's a really good. And we're show. gonna play one of the trailers. There's like six trailers out there, and each one tells like it's just a different. <laughs> like, I'm like, I gotta story. watch it all. And like, and that's only like a tiny, tiny fraction of like all the juicy tidbits we yeah. have in the show. Like I watch it and I'm like, whoo, that's not gonna give away. Oh no, they have no idea. No, yeah. it's okay. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little fun fact. Emma holds the record of being the youngest Alphaba in an English language production of Wicked and second youngest in the world. Yes. What? And we're gonna talk Shows about that because that's true. phenomenal. Uh, nice. And last but certainly not least, returning the show is Bradley Bredewig, uh, is a partner in Blazing Elm Entertainment, is one of the creators, executive producers, and showrunners of the highly anticipated new television series, uh, of course, Good Trouble, mm. yes. uh, on Freeform and Hulu. Uh, the new series and pilot, directed by John Chu, who did Crazy Rich Agents, which I just saw this weekend, by the way, is a spin-off of the critically acclaimed Walt Disney Company Freeform series, The Fosters, uh, in which Bredewig, uh, alongside executive producing partners Jennifer Lopez, Peter Page, and Joanna Johnson uh, achieved so many awards from mm -hmm. GLAAD, uh, the Emmys uh, for Excellence in Television, the Television Critics Award, Teen Choice Awards, uh, and Bradley directed two episodes in the first season of the upcoming uh, spinoff, which I'm excited because your episodes, especially the Mother's Day episode of mm -hmm. The Fosters, was unbelievable. Thank you. Um, Both episodes I directed on Good Trouble have the moms in it. Oh, so nice. I, just, oh. I just do the moms really now. Guys, I'm crying before it's even on here. It's not fair. Uh, Brenda Wig also co-wrote Tut, starring Sir Ben Kingsley from Muse Entertainment, which premiered on Paramount, Viacom, Spike TV, in the theater world, because he doesn't have enough to do. <laughs> I know. Brenda Wig uh, produced the critically acclaimed revival of Sideshow on Broadway, directed by Academy Award winner Bill Condon. Uh, he also produced the massively successful hit Green Day's American Idiot on London's West End, uh, alongside uh, Kate Pazakis, wow. uh, which we love Kate Pazakis, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, she's one of the, uh, Bra uh, Bradley, I'm so excited. Bradley's one of the major <laughs> investors in the Broadway office smash it, dear Evan Hansen, uh, at the Music Box Theater, as well as the new uh, show coming to Broadway. And if I don't see this, I'll probably just stop the show You're and I'll work at something. You're gonna die when you see this Moulin show. Moulin Rouge, you yeah. guys, coming to Broadway in oh, 2019. Wow. It already had its opening. Now, celebrities and all my friends flew because yeah. the, the soft opening was in Boston, Boston right? Boston, yeah. Everybody went. Every celebrity took their selfie against, in fact, we, we have some of the pictures from the concept and, and, and from so the actual. Gorgeous. It's the most gorgeous wow. thing you've ever it seen. It looks like a digitally edited photo. No, that and is, it, that's that what is, it that's looks real. like. That's real. And that's it's actually so real. perfect. Yeah. It's wow. so gorgeous. That's dope. Yeah. That's crazy. So you guys, uh, please welcome our, our cast for today's On The Rocks. Hola. 
All right, so youngins, I'm going to talk to you guys. Uh-oh. So, Emma, making the move from musicals, uh, where, of course, you've had a successful career at playing some really iconic roles, and I hate to use the word iconic, but that's what they are, um, and part of pop culture as well as Broadway history. Um, then coming to a TV format where rehearsals are different, shooting is different, approaching a character is different, Very acting different. is different. You're not defying gravity, you're defying gravity. Totally, right? 100%, 100%. <laughs> I will say, it's, 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 a, it's a, a mind fuck. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, drink everybody, Cheers. $10. I'm almost out, by the way. I mean, oh, okay, send okay. it down here. We, we got it. And Michael, send it down, th- Michael, this is like your first big role and it's yes. not a role with little heft. No. Like from episode one, you have these scenes with, with Tay Diggs. Yeah. Your role has to be believable. It has to be on point. <laughs> you guys, this being your first kind of... <laughs> Everybody join in. Oh my God. Everybody oh drinks. My God. Yeah. For this being your kind of first big chunk on television, sure. being young, how does that play with your mind? It's, uh, it's overwhelming for me. Uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, here's the thing. I think um, in theater, uh, I because I've been doing it for so long, and and there's this like sort of sacred um, tradition traditions with musical theater. Everyone, it's it's always kind of there's this um, collective uh, need to protect the children. I find myself doing it in theater too. When I work with kids, it's always like, okay, let's make it a positive experience for the kids. Um, and in television, I, I, I've been working since I was a kid in television as well. And I, and there's always been like, okay, you're an adult. You come on stage, they treat you yep. like an adult. There's, um, they expect you to act like an adult. Or you're fired because there's 10 other kids. Because, that can take your because place. you're, because hey. yeah, you can't be like an unruly kid. And I've always been like a really calm, collected kid. But, um, is that true? I, yeah, I've always been a big personality, but okay. I've always been a very respectful, polite kid. Like My a- mom's watching and laughing yeah. so hard. <laughs> so, um, so when I when I had gotten to this point of, of joining Good Trouble, I had done so much theater. Fortunately enough, that I felt very comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel uh, challenged anymore. Did you feel like any difference between the stage and on camera? Totally. Like, I felt. I, I felt. Well, I felt very uh, comfortable in theater, and then I joined. Uh, the good trouble, and I—I I mean, I think yeah. for like for five episodes, I would come up to Bradley and be like, "I'm gonna get fired." <laughs> no, I'm gonna get fired. Did, did you like- <laughs> how, did, how did you come into the good trouble world? I had to hire her. Yeah, I saw her several years ago at Rockwell. Wow. I think for the first time. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was. It might have been Rocky Horror. Was it Cats? On New Year's Eve. <laughs> no, it was before that. <laughs> oh, Clueless or Cruel Intentions. One oh, Cruel Intentions. Like I saw you in Cruel Intentions. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my God, that is a powerhouse. I just felt it. And so, you know, and then we became friends slowly through the process. And we started developing Good Trouble and writing the first episode. And like a couple of days in, I was like, I know the girl that has to play this role. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I, I reached out to her. I pursued I really her. Lucky. She I, well, was in New York at the time. And he texted me. He was like, hey, I'm writing this part. I just keep hearing your voice. Can you send me a tape? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, great. Send it to me by midnight. I'll give you notes. And I was like, oh, this has to happen like today. Well, I wanted to get it right. <laughs> and we were sort of down to the wire. This was the last character of the main cast that we were casting. Wow. Um, and so we went back and forth. But 
But the first time you sent me the video, I was yeah. like, that's it. There's just a few couple yeah, of tweaks. Yeah, and then he sent me some tweaks. Cause yeah. we, I mean, I was like, I just wanted to do it right by him. And I didn't, I didn't want him to be like, I'm going to vouch for this girl. Here's a really bad tape. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just my reputation on the line. I was also kind of putting his on there too. So I wanted yeah. it to be right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think like I was up to like two o'clock in the morning, like working on this tape with my husband and my roommate, like different, like people had to leave for work. And like, I was like, okay, you, you film the second scene with me. But that's what like, entertainment people do. We and rally around yeah. for, for yeah. each other. Yeah. But as an actress, what a special feeling to have made that impact from that performance to producer for this Spin off of the Fosters. I say to Bradley all the time, and and he doesn't believe. Well, I hope he believes me, but I say all the time, like he changed my life, and he says, you know, like you, you did it. You're talented. You did it on your own. But I said, I know that I'm talented, but he's the first person who saw it in me who said, no, I'm going to make this happen, mm. and that says more on his about his character and the way that well, he likes to hire from, people from an outsider I'd say you both did it together we well did. yes no, we, we did, did. Yeah. we did it together yeah. Yeah. but like but you know but uh, one of my good friends Marissa Winokur says she's like I love that he hires his friends because yeah. a lot of people will say I have talented friends you should be on a TV show and you have kind of the capability of putting them on one and you don't but Bradley is someone who sticks to his word and mm -hmm. when he sees mm -hmm. someone who's talented and he believes in he, he will do what he can to get them where they need to go and I'll say there's three of us that run the show so we have a voting system like we all have to vote and you know sometimes it's two out of three but with you I was like no <laughs> no I'm system. Push as hard as I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, thank well, God. Thank it worked. you. And yeah. here we are. Lovely. And, and here we are. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, the premiere is next month, January eighth. Guys, I'm January eighth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not even a month. Ooh. No, it's no, not even. I know. Yeah. I said the holidays are going to come and go, and then all of a sudden it's going to be a week. Yeah, yeah. And it's there. That's probably better though. So you're not just like sitting around yeah, waiting yeah, yeah, for it yeah, to. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but it's already gotten such great buzz. Um, and so, and Michael, from yeah. from your point of view, coming to a CW show that mm. also has some big heft to it because CW has made careers, and then it's also with people that just don't fit the mold or they're not able to fit the show right away sure. are gone. Because talk about CW, I, I love their programming, but they are a machine. Yes, they are. You need to fit the role. You need to yeah. make the money. You need to be in a successful show, or or it's out. Yeah. So going to that audition, uh, how, how did you approach that experience? You know, it was it was actually my 11th audition being out here for my first pilot season. So I was going into it, you know. Awesome. Every actor wants to kill you right now. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I struggled for a year. You know, I struggled for a year back oh, home. Oh, you poor thing. For, for, oh, for, for, a year, for a year back back home, I did. I, I, had, I had a lot of jobs trying to pay for, you know, coaching and whatnot. Yeah, you, were sw you did swimming. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, what? No, you, you worked what? as an yes, you went with it. Aquatic director. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yeah. That was one of my jobs. Yeah, I was, a, I was, an, I was an assistant manager at a pool. Mm -hmm. uh, at I'm a sure all the pool. moms brought their little kids to that pool. <laughs> they did, and their little kids were wild. Save them, save yeah. them, save me. Yeah. They were. Oh. It's like the half life is already floating at the top. <laughs> oh Jesus! No, 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 no. You know, uh, going into that audition, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to tr trying to keep it as uh, another audition. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when my manager sent to me, he was like, "Yo, this is you." And I was like, okay, whatever you say. And then I sent to my best friend back home. He's like, yo, that's you. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, you go, you go through the, the audition process and you, you get to the, the network test. And you're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, pardon me. Like, this could oh, actually hey, happen. Hey, hey, like, yo, this could actually happen, you know? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You I got need the, to pay him for being on the show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever, you know, you get the role, it's just like, it was overwhelming, like, like I said earlier. And, but the mindset that I told myself was I need to either keep up or get left behind. Yeah. And because they could recast me in a in a second, um, 
And so that's just kind of what I, I, I followed the, throughout the whole, the whole pilot. And then we got picked up and it's just been that every single time. Do you, do you think that that like kind of like pressure uh, catapulted you to work even harder to yeah, do better? A hundred percent. I was going so home. So if it was easy, it'd be easy. If right? it was easy, it'd be easy. I was going home like you. Like I was like, I don't want to get fired from this job. Don't fire me, please. <laughs> no, please don't you know? fire me. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, it's like, please don't fire me. So it kept um, you not complacent. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. never comfortable. Um, and Great. you know, like I said, going home every single night, I was just, I was staying up too, probably too late to just make sure I was know all your lines, know all my lines. Cause I did not want to be the actor, especially the new actor. There was one day where I came, I was doing, I had like five scenes in a row, which yeah. never happened to me. And we were like behind like yeah. 30 minutes. And I was like, it's all my fault. It's all your fault. You didn't <laughs> it's all your yeah. It's terrifying. Fault. Whenever like, you fuck up, happens fuck, all the time. You mess up your everyone mind. drink again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Michael, we're all going to so be drunk. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's terrible whenever you mess up your lines though. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, Michael, uh, you naturally fit into this ensemble. The whole ensemble is really well cast, uh, but you have that really difficult job. A lot of the first intense scenes in the first couple of episodes are with Tay Diggs, yeah. who plays your father. Mm -hmm. And we know Tay Diggs. I mean, he he plays it hard. He brings core. it. He brings yeah, and it, you have man. to match that, yeah. and you can't be. I mean, I love CW, but acting is up, it's down, depending what show. Um, mm -hmm. You guys do a really, really nice job. You guys tell a really great story, Thank you. Um, especially for the youth to have uh, a different story being told out there when yeah. we're in such a difficult time right now. Yeah. Um, to have these stories out there. Um, I want to take a look at, at a sneak peek at uh, season one currently broadcasting that just finished uh, the mid-season finale of All-American. Dope. Me too. Come on, meet the crew. This here is Layla. Up there is Lucy, JJ, and Asher. You and Asher play the same position. So lay it on me, man. All right, look to me. If I get the signal, just give me the ball. Fast. I'll see you boys in the end zone. Professor James, I'm Billy Baker, varsity coach, Beverly High. You're impressed about there. I want you to come play for me. Play for you? Yes, sir, for me. All right, South Crenshaw, y'all got a strong team, but Beverly Hills can offer you something that Crenshaw can't. Better education at a safer school. What's up with you and this kid, Dad? Why do you care so much? I come from Spencer's neighborhood. You have no idea what that's like. You got the goods on and off the field. I knew it from the first day I met you, right here in this park. Boy, I see it. You gotta go. You're proud of where you're from, but tell me that going to Beverly isn't the best thing for you, baby. I need you to do me a solid. Take Spencer under your wing. Help him connect to the fellas. Yo, you must be Spencer. I'll bring him in the fold. What the hell are you doing? I'm picking you up, man. In your red car? In your red hat? You're gonna get your head blown off. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Come on, dog. He's... Yeah. <laughs> now remember, you're here on an academic permit. No fighting, or it's over, one and done. I got faith in you, Spencer. See you practice. Hey, come on in. It's okay if you don't have a computer, just pair up with a classmate for now. Um, you can share with me. See, you've met my tortured odd left sister. Real ray of sunshine, isn't she? Come on, meet the crew. This here is Layla. Up there is Lucy, JJ, and Asher. You and Asher play the same position. So lay it on me, man. Crips or bloods? Excuse me? 
dying to check out a Crip Walk for real. You wouldn't know a damn Crip Walk if you're in the white ass. I think he's intimidated by you. It's just a no, small there. sneak peek no, at so what's happening in season one. And of course, you can you can watch everything on uh, demand, the CW mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're mid season. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys still have a, like an episode and a half? Yeah, we we, we finished on Thursday, uh, the 15th episode. And then we have episode 16, uh, the 1st of January. Now, I started watching episode one, and you, your guys' social media is so great with your Instagram stories, and you guys seem to have, like, a real family connection. Yeah, it's really weird, man. It's uh, We've all kind of bonded just so quickly, it seems like, uh, for, for absolutely no reason. What's interesting is uh, Cody Christian, uh, who plays Asher, yeah. um, Jordan's best friend in the, in the show, um, we're both from Indiana. I know I'm from nice. Ohio, but I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. Columbus, Indiana, excuse me, and he grew up in Franklin, and we just kind of had that connection. And then Daniel, um, who uh, plays Spencer, we also just had a weird connection, and it's just been, it's 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 weird how, how you kind of just get on set and you start working with these people every single day, and they become like a little mini family. Mm -hmm. Like, I call Tay my dad. I call Monet, who plays my mom, my mom. You know, it's... it's I call Tay daddy, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're also like the only people who really get what you're going yes. through. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Our set is comprised of like a bunch of... Really, uh, save for Maya and Sierra and Roger, who is really well known in, in the theater industry. Yeah. Like, I love that Roger Bart is in it. Uh, me too. Me too. And he's amazing. He's so he's good. The opposite really of good. what you expect yeah. on the show. It's yeah. everyone's really pretty much unknown. Like we're all kind of figuring this out together. Mm -hmm. And like when we when we all showed up on set for the first day of rehearsal, we were all like, "Hi, what's your name? This is so <laughs> weird." Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Like we're just kind of all waiting for like the ball to drop. Like we're waiting for someone to be like, "Oh, we called the wrong person." Like <laughs> who was supposed yeah. to be here, my bad. Uh -huh. Like but it's you all just kind of cuz you're all going through this really weird it's transition. It's transition and like and it's like you're doing this really cool thing that you love that yeah. no one else has seen nope. or really knows about nope. and it's like your own little special secret but it's yeah. also this innocent energy Kurt you've been on so many different sets as guest stars for shows that have been established new shows shows that have come and gone you know you kind of uh, from I heard from other people that have guest starred you can also get jaded in that you go do your part and you're kind of isolated from the cast and it could be a really lonely journey mm -hmm. yeah um, but when you're on a new project there's this there's this energy bubbling and it does come from the top too I know you guys have a very family way of the way that you write you create and and your vision that started with the fosters it's yeah. really a family yeah that, that you've built it's the most important thing for us about the process is to make sure that everyone feels inclusive and everyone feels a part of the process. And we hire the right people to do the right jobs and we trust them to do those jobs. We don't micromanage. We make sure everyone feels like they have ownership of the show and that's just part of you know what we try to create on our shows. Mm. Now, I want to talk to you guys about visibility. So, like I said, I started watching episode one, and of course, I always have to look at who, who like, affects me, and I follow them on Instagram, see if they have a Facebook page, and I followed you from very first episode, and then I've seen the growth yeah. from the first episode, and that's just what happens on the CW, is you they, get... They, 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 they find you. They find you. You, you have, like, like the, the, the girls that are into, like, the heartthrob, you get the other actors, you get the sports people, mm -hmm. um, and on Good Trouble, now you're being noticed in a whole different way because it's not the Broadway that I can hit this note and I'm known for that and you've seen me on this role it's, it's something new to an audience that comes from the Fosters and that comes with some weight to it as well it's like mm -hmm. okay you want to spin off show me what you got it better be the Fosters and then better and so it comes with some but there's this new visibility that you guys have and there's a new interaction there's also a new responsibility that yeah. you have for everything that you do thousand percent yeah you kind of have to you just kind of roll with it yeah it's like 
Warner Brothers put us kind of through a training. Um, yep. Me and Daniel through a training uh, before, after the pilot, but I think before we got picked up, um, which is kind of like a green light. Oh, we're gonna get picked up, but um, you know, they just to, just to be kind, you know, and which I think is just common sense. You know, I'm gonna be as kind to my followers as, as I think that they want. I want them to be as kind to me. It's the golden rule. Um, but obviously, don't put out drugs or bad things that you do if you do them. Um, not that I do them. Not that I do them. Not that I do them. But like, you know, if you're going out with your boys, you're going out drinking, you know, don't, sorry, Frederick, don't mean to give you a heart attack. Yeah. If, I, if I'm going out with my boys and I'm drinking, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, put that any, anywhere on my social media because I know I have little kids, not little kids, but I, know I have younger yeah, audiences yeah, yeah, yeah. who are following me. And I've, I, I've had that since high school. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had like, you know, since college, excuse me, um, these high school kids, you know, who look up to me or whatever. And, you know, my mom's always harped me on that. Of don't put anything like that on your social media. I've been I've been working since I was ten, so it's always and I grew up in social media with the social media world, so I, it's always been that. But TV idea. fame is different, and how do you guys TV fame keep is grounded? And how do you guys not feed into temptation? I've had a lot of friends go through the MTV network, and some of them make make stay it through, out of the DMs. <laughs> well, see, that's it. But don't read the comments. Don't don't read the DMs. Have a good family. Like, have a good so like not just like blood family, but like your yep. family support system. People like mm-hmm. I have like probably five girlfriends who, if I got a big head, I would walk into the room and they would smack me across the face oh, and be like, "Listen, yep. bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's this good is to keep not those who you tight. are." Well, see, that's important. Very and good plus, to keep I'll do that too. And like, Bradley, <laughs> that's the thing is, like, we have a, I've, I've, but it's, I pride it's, myself on it's, keeping it's, that it's environment. Different, it's different when you have old school friends that like will remind you of yeah. where you came from. Yeah. You know, like totally. I got a girlfriend named Jessica, like Denning. Hey, how you doing? She'll go like, "Hey, remember this picture of you in white jeans in uh, sixth grade?" You know white what I mean? Jeans. Like, all right, all blackmail. Right, that's called again. blackmail, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh lordy! But, but it's also with the people in the industry that you that that you mix with. Like Bradley, the day one I met you, you're nothing but humble and grounded. When you're up to all of this massive goodness. But to meet you, you're just like, you know, here's here's what I am. But how do you That's do a good mom, by the way. I come from a very good family. Good and family. I think that's where, yeah, yeah. honestly. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah. But we still have to have that confidence. And there has to be, the, our fans want us to play a certain role. And we have to do that a little bit. But how do you guys deal with the temptation? And, you know, you go from having to sleep on an air mattress to, well, now I could buy this apartment complex. See, I'm really <laughs> bad, though, because I have a, like, I have a oh, feisty God. temper. And I have to no. text people, you know, fine. <laughs> I have to text people and be like, please, like, pray to God to hold my hand back right now. Like, from, like, verbally smacking someone online. It yes. takes a lot. Like, that was mm-hmm, something that I mm-hmm. had to really take home from my social media training was like don't respond you cannot what well, I love about you is you still do it on Facebook yeah. I the, still do it for though. the close friends for and family friends. <laughs> <laughs> I still do it like people like I will like people will say like looks like trash but like one man's trash is another man's treasure bitch oh gosh <laughs> I, I write it out and then delete it see I don't that's the problem <laughs> is I need to I need to I'm still learning I need to get to the point in my life in self restriction where I can just delete it see I'll just like the comments sometimes I'll be petty <laughs> like, like yeah but it's so weird that we can't just be actors and producers and writers. Now we've got to spend all this time on social media. Well, I think I think social media trains like an actor to realize that their personality, their personal life, isn't their characters and isn't what is the outward expression of them. You know what I mean? Like, that's this thing out here that's them. You're here. 
You know what I mean? This is your mom, your dad, your brothers, your friends, everything else. All the stuff that social media, it's for everybody else. It's like going on a date. You're meeting my representative. Here's what I chalk chalk it up to. If they're writing about your show, whether they love it or they're coming at you, they're passionate about your show on either yeah. side of the spectrum. You can turn somebody you're, into a super fan. Yeah. Or yeah. they're jealous yeah. because they want to be you. They want to be in your position. Something. Yeah. And they're, yeah. at least they're thinking and yeah. talking yeah. about and it. And that's all it is. And that's what we have to remember. If they're coming at you, it just means they're passionate. They care. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, they've sat through enough to watch the, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I will say, though, there's like, as hard as it is to like find that line, there is something very lovely about having the power of like being that person in someone's life, whether it's like a small, in a small way or a large way, but the way that you can impact someone. I'm very lucky that I get to play a body positive like Instagram yes. girl on my TV show and I'm I get to be a body type that I didn't get to grow up seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily like a bigger girl like we've got like like representation on This Is Us or um or a really really skinny small girl like a lot of girls are built like that just naturally. I'm not. I'm not on either end of the extreme spectrum, but I didn't grow up seeing anybody like that on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's important for girls who look like me to have someone who looks like me <laughs> and not have it be a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Right, well, exactly. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Well, one of our listeners said, uh, you seem to have I don't care what you think uh, of me attitude and energy. Where did you get that from? Um, And do you think the industry is changing as to what our vision of a perfect actress is? A perfect looking actress. Um, I think we're learning slowly. As I'll, I'll go to the second part of that first. Yeah. I think we're learning. I think it all comes back to inclusivity. I think that that is not just um, as far as race, although I do think that is the biggest hurdle we have to overcome. I, it's not just disabilities. It's also body types and and what people's different opinion of beautiful is. I would love to see a movie or a TV show where a girl is big and we don't comment on it. Yeah, or sure. uh, yeah. or she doesn't have to hit her head or someone else doesn't have to hit her head to see her as beautiful. I think there are, um, uh, it's very important and it has a lot of weight. Something that I love in Good Trouble is that I have a romantic interest who is very attractive. Very attractive. And very fit <laughs> and like, and but, but, tall and like the typical version of handsome. And it's just not, it's not a thing. It's just, it's, I you know, uh, it was very important to me that they didn't pair me up with this big Loafy, oafy guy, or and I'm telling you what because happens in real life. Way. There's all different. There's all different. Yeah, types yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So it's like, and the fact we don't have to comment, like you said, or like there's a gay couple in the new JC Penny yeah. ad. What if we didn't even have to say? Just like that was a great. That's show. a cute couple. That was yeah. that's a cute couple. How alternative? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. that's just a couple that exists in America, yeah. and we finally are seeing it on television. So I think we're getting there. I think the way that it, it that that helps that is is having roles like Davia on screen where. I think the the big fear is is seeing how people react to it, and when I think um, people realize that people love seeing those kinds of things and seeing themselves, but you're going to be an inspiration to how many different people out there that need that message. But that's out that's there. what mm-hmm. makes it all worth yeah. it. Like even if it's ten people or ten million people, that makes it worth it because I didn't have that growing up, and my mindset I'm sure would have been a lot different, which is where my confidence comes from because. My mom gave me the confidence to be who I am for sure. My cousin, Christopher, my husband makes me feel confident every day. But like it took a lot of years of feeling not confident and and being bullied in school. Um, I've always known that I wanted to be an actress, which when you're 10 is weird. And and a lot of kids are like, I don't know what I like. I don't even know what I want for lunch. Like, like you know what I, I mean? like toys. I don't. <laughs> I was so like, like toys. So, right, right. You know what I mean? So toys. like that that I I had to work on my own confidence a lot. I found that through um through being on stage and through mm. um older mentors telling me like keep doing this. You know what you're doing. 
stick. It's going to be really hard, but you're going to yeah, hit an age yeah, where yeah. you can finally play your age and it's going to be worth it. I really love that. And I want to talk to the men actors as well because there's body issue pressures on you. Michael, you're young and so you have your metabolism, but you grew up as an athlete as well. It's part of your blood. Right. You're also on the honor, you were on the honor roll for Academia, by the way. Academia. Academia. Yes. I thought it was an Academia nut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you now have this pressure you. as well. If you gain 10 pounds, if you don't want to work out a day, which I'm sure you want to work out, but you, <laughs> no, you, you mean, have this pressure to be you. And Kurt, I know because we're friends. You know, you're like, can't eat, can't drink, because I got to prepare for this role. And yeah. You I said mean, that to me on the way in. Yeah, yeah. you did. I did. He's like, I can't drink sometimes because I know I'm going to get puffy before I go on camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're doing naked scenes and stuff, yeah. I know. Arby's you got to prep for that. Yeah. my sweater, like, from, like, strategically hiding it behind Girl, the microphone. You should be hiding that Arby's sauce because Arby's is gross just as Arby's. Listen, That's bitch. the only thing you need to hide, girl. Ooh. Don't, 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 don't make me curse again. I'll, I'll make them charge you ten more dollars. <laughs> Arby's is literally the only fast food place I will not step into. Why? Even Why? If it was Why? Three in the morning. No, it's you're disgusting. you're talking to the wait, 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 wait. So you'll, you'll step into White Castle. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. won't have roast beef. I'll step in. I'll even eat the new maple bullshit chicken sandwich at <laughs> Wendy's. Honey, you're talking to the girl who watched Super Size Me and paused it halfway to order McDonald's on Postmates. <laughs> and then it. called wasn't when it wasn't there in time. When your Postmates driver <laughs> knows your name, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, girl, what's up? Hey, 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 My husband's like, we know. <laughs> and your husband's a chef, too. My He's husband's probably a like, chef, and I Postmates <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> we stop rehearsal because she has Postmates right. I'm like, hold on, Wendy's is coming. Bell. No, Wendy's, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Chipotle. Crack. Chipotle is, 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 is yeah. not. Yeah. You know, Taco Bell voted, was voted the best Mexican yeah. restaurant it's, it's in America. Best no. oh. yeah. It's the most <laughs> it's the most healthy fast food. It was. That shows you how messed up our voting system yeah. Yeah. That is. <laughs> ding, ding. That is right. Taco Bell. Um, but talk to, uh, talk to me about body issues being um, a male actor and that there's a pressure there, too. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 to be uh, not only an amputee, but to be like somebody who's going to get naked on camera, you have to look a certain way if you're going to do it. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't oh, talk God. about it. That's yes. All right, I'm in. I'm in. naked in again. It's funny because we're such good friends, but the joke started. We were on a red carpet together. Yeah. And like I was like, let me flirt with him, and then he flirted back because he's so comfortable with who he is. And then like I've been dead ever since. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. I can give him a look, and he's done. Yeah, uh, uh, he's done. Like, like, he's like, done. Cut to you in a piggy what? mask. Look at, yeah. look at. Oh, Alexander. Oh, this is, I this got, is my fantasy, not yours. I did steal one of those piggy masks. So, oh, see, I'm telling you. I, I think you, yeah, I yeah. think I think you know it's it's hard. No matter what you do in this business, it's hard, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. But there's a lot of body issues, and I think what you have to get back to is the content of someone's character. And I think when you get back to that, you realize that everything else is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can trust and love somebody, then they're and they're willing of that, you know, then all of a sudden you bypass all those other idiosyncrasies that really don't matter. Damn. Now, I know, Michael, like working out every yeah. week, like that's part of your life. Like that literally is part of your daily life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, you have to. I mean, every yeah, day I work out. I, I, yeah, because four or five it, days a week. If I don't work you know, out, then I, it kind of builds up in my in my head that mm -hmm. and it's like the stress and everything that I, that I'm built up just throughout the whole week, it weighs on you. Yeah. Um, and so working out for me is a release. I've never worked out a day in my life. 
You I, lucky girl. Look, I, no, I didn't go to a gym. I don't have to. It's because I just, I, I can't, I can't. No, I, <laughs> can't. Look, it, look, it. I'll tell you, I'm in the gym listening to music. I and all I think, I listen, in the gym, all I think is I'm picking things up and I'm putting them down. I'm picking them up and I'm putting them yeah, down. But, but I still do other things. Like, here's the I, thing, I, I don't pick things athlete, up in my own though. home. <laughs> well, I, but I was a pro athlete, so I rode like Remote, BMX doing duty. other things. Yeah. So I was like doing flips and tricks and everything else, like riding eight, nine so hours. So weights a day. Is, is boring to you. Weights is like, I'm just, what am I doing? But then it's the really only thing to affect like body chiseling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you, you guys know? had like sports Cardio. in your life. Like from a musical theater background, Emma, like, I'm from a musical theater background. Like, we didn't do that. We went no. to, like, musical theater camp, and this was our cardio. No, when I do a show, I'm like, oh, great, Jazz that's hands. my workout for the year. Like, whenever I, like because someone puts choose, me in a dance yeah. number, I'm like, all right, there we go. That's my cardio for the, for the six months of the year that I do cardio. And you work hard I in this do. show. I yeah. work really hard. Yeah. I saw your little thing, you work hard for the money. I, I saw that I online, the, the little vid- the videos. That, yeah, I saw because, all uh, your videos where you're still singing songs. You still have me blocked on Facebook, so I don't know what you're talking about. You sang Gravity, right? That song, Gravity? Did you sing Gravity, that one? The gravity. gravity, gravity on, online. There's like gravity. no, just oh, no. gravity. Oh. Just the, oh, from Sarah Bareilles. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I did that. Like seriously, that from, sorry, I was sorry like husband. In that video. I'm, I'm gonna say sorry, husband. But when she's saying that, I was like, oh. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It He's was used well. to it. Oh, I thought He's you were calling me it. your husband. Did I thought he was too. I thought he was too. I saw it. I saw the excitement. He was referring to my husband. who's in the corner of the room watching us. But Michael, but talking about body issues, like even in like your Microsoft commercial. Yeah. Oh, I got flamed for that. By the way. What do you mean? Well, because here's how it is. I love the commercial because it really shows your personality. You're such a sweet down-to-earth guy. It shows his workout routine, and then it's like, oh, I love donuts. I can work out for an <laughs> hour in the gym so I can have one donut. And oh, I'm like, Jesus. bitch, I have a dozen before <laughs> I leave that house. Like, uh. <laughs> no, I, Why'd you get flamed for it? Oh, but because they make it fun of my legs. Why? Because they're skinny? Yeah, because they're skinny. Like, I, yeah. I, I had two legs any day. I had two, I had two, right, well, I have I had one two leg, foot it is pretty skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had two, I had two, okay. Yeah, see? It's skinnier than mine. <laughs> Shouldn't skip like that. You know, that. these differently abled actors just have to hold up. I'm just kidding. No, I mean. I thought you were going to get guff because this is what I laughed at. And this is funny what your point of view is. I never even thought about your legs because, I mean, you're just a tone fit guy. I Thank mean, you. the like all the, <clears throat> the, the girl heartthrob groups and all that. I thought about it as like, I work out hard <coughs> so I can have one donut. That's where I like took offense to that. Oh. I'm Isn't that funny how like everybody has like a different? I mean, yeah, in front of your legs. No, yeah, I mean, I, I tell mean, them to go to the bank and cash their <laughs> cash their payroll check. Maybe, no one makes maybe. fun of anything on me because they know better. <laughs> yes, girl, that's they wise. That's a wise decision. No, I mean, I mean yeah, I, I mean, I probably have more than one donut. I I, I have uh, multiple donuts a day on set. And you still look like that. And then, uh, right. I mean, we. Uh, my yeah, my, tra- my he's trainer. Twenty one. I'm training like, twenty two. I have half a cronut and I can't fit in my jeans for like a month and a half. <laughs> I have a glass of water and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was simply decadent. I looked at a donut the other day <laughs> I and I looked. got fucking ten pounds heavier. Shit. I'm, I'm gonna man. pay for this for a week, by the way. Oh, I know. Whatever, yeah. you guys. I'm gonna work out. I work out two hours a day minimum. Jesus. Just to do what it. are you doing in the so gym for two hours? I do like forty five minutes of like bike or run. You know, and I wish I had an hour and a half. Like I went on. I went on a trip. Once you my got, heart you got started racing, right? I thought yeah, I was gonna bit, die, and I went and I. You got bigger guns than I do. I ordered a pina colada. <laughs> you guys, my shoelace got caught in the thing, and so <laughs> no. no. Wait, 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 my mom what? even verified it tore the skin off my knees. No, hair won't grow no. in this whole patch on my knees. Is, yeah. it re- is it really from that? Or did you like? Uh, oh. Oh. 
Oh. I was 12 years old, you pervert. Jesus Although Christ. Although I was an altar boy. Uh, oh. oh! That's a whole different episode. Uh, hold on, hold on. There's a lot fuck, to unpack fuck, here. Fuck. <laughs> Michael, um, yes. a, a question we got. Uh, you're fairly young to the acting world and that your, your youth was with athleticism and you sure. were focusing on school. What school of acting do you come from, if any, or did you get training? Uh, what do you subscribe to? What do I subs- uh, I didn't go to any necessarily a school of training. I just had a, a couple coaches that I worked with, one in Indianapolis and one in Louisville. Um, and I worked with them for, like I said, that one year that, that, I, that I was, you know, hustling, if you will. I worked with them basically every single weekend, um, multiple times a week. Um, mm-hmm. Wednesdays and then Saturdays. Or Wednesdays and then Sundays, excuse me, for multiple hours a day just to kind of kind of uh, be able to harness everything that I had inside of me because I had a whole bunch of energy and I had a whole bunch of uh, creativity in my mind You know, when I was in college and I made a decision to leave, um, but I didn't know how to make it into a character. Or, or, or make it believable or make it, you know, it, yeah. a, be able to tell a story. So I, I used all the time that I could to be able to just create characters and create characters and study scripts and whatnot. And, and that's where I come from, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you were pre-med, right? Pre-med, yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah, biology pre-med, pre-med at ISU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my mom, yeah. my mom, Same. My mom Same. wasn't really happy when I left school, but no, I, don't, 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 look, I, I was getting my master's in hydrogeology. So oh, I, I get okay. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you guys want to do your own show? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're here at the Bob and Tom show. Yeah. Hi. Our show is called Arby's and Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Arby's and Donuts. Arby's Michael and Kurt. I know everything about. I haven't had don- Arby's in a while, though, honestly. You want to go get some I Arby's after? I know, Ron. I'm to go run around the block. I just had a vegan meal with him. No. Okay. Oh, oh it's me and you tonight. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, but, you know, it's funny because we talk about body issues and certain pressures. <clears> and I have to say, in L.A., especially because L.A. theater is not always the best. And we're going to talk about Edward Scissorhands and how you guys are ripping reviews left and right mm. just to the side. You guys are dominating. Nice. But L.A. theater is full of a lot of pretty people who cannot act. And well, so we think, <laughs> no, but I'm really look at, being look at, serious. I th- I think and I've had them on the show. I think I think the thing is about Dang. like like body image. I think what happens is like the people who are very attractive have like the initial first look, and then if they're talented and everything else, it also adds to it. But just because you happen to be like fit or something means nothing. I don't think that if you're fit, you should be able to get a role. Exactly. I think you should no, no, earn the role, earn the right for the yeah. role. Yeah. What yeah, I'm saying yeah. is like like so, so, like when I go on an audition or am I in a play and I feel a little chunky or whatever, it's like I have to prove that I can act and be funny on top of that. Whereas I'm not seeing that somebody from your point of view is still saying the same thing that you have to prove that just because you're this that you can yeah. act I mean I no one thinks though. he's pre-med yeah, no yeah, one yeah. thinks that I'm getting this my master's in hydrogeology yeah. when, no one thinks you're smart when, when, as in a theater production when we get a TV or a film actor in the show none of us are like ooh we're so excited we're like alright bitch let's see what you can bring to the plate yeah it should like, be that no one, that's it's good like, for your guest but it's, but you know, but it's like, <laughs> right, but when you have when you have a TV or it's like because the thing is is there is a certain um, rapport that comes with having like a, a theater credit on your resume that is that is that is respect like if you can do live theater you can do anything yeah. like because you're ser- doing it's it hard. live and it's over and it's, it's, over. And it's yeah. eight times a week like that yeah. is the hardest stuff I've That's ever done in my That's entire your, life your it's workout. hard and it's 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 
hard to tell a different story every week. It is harder to say the same thing every night convincingly eight times a week. It drains you. It is hard. I can't so imagine. when you get a TV and a film actor it's in hard, there yeah. and it's you've hard. got people yeah. who have been working there for 10, 12 years and they just want to stroll in because you know when they walk in, they're going to get their Tony. They're going to get like you're going to sell out your whole run when they're there. But you better come to play ball. I love that. You better come to because we don't we don't go easy on you. We don't care. Like we we if you suck, we'll tell you. And with all due respect, there's a reason that those actors come in for like three months at a time or six months at it's a time. True. I've worked it's with about th- the billboard more than anything. Not, hello, I've Chicago. worked with very yeah. few Chicago actors. Chicago the musical. But yeah. I've worked with very few actors who were able to come in and really hold their own and you were like, Wow, okay, you really actually care about yeah. the art and and the the whole thing. I will I, I've never worked with him personally, but I know Daniel Radcliffe is one of those people that everyone who works with him in New York is like, Oh he's a if genius. you get Daniel but Radcliffe in a production, hard. everyone just loves yeah. how much he respects the I theater. I didn't even know <laughs> when I was there it, it was uh, Fashion Week when we were yeah, there in New York, yeah. he was doing a show with Bobby uh, Cannavale like yeah. around the corner I was like wait it he's wasn't doing a splashed everywhere right it's like yeah. because he's, he's really trying hard to work on his art. acting especially because he has that whole Harry Potter thing he's like of no of course and he's... so he's uh, so let's talk about your theater because no. obviously from the Wicked family uh, the Wicked family is like the CW family that you have fans that are hardcore oh yeah um, how did you work towards making Alpha by your own while still pleasing the fans on top of you being so young um, uh, I will say that, uh, Wicked, because of its large fan base and because of how long it's been around, there's not really much you can do with it that already hasn't been done. Um, and I will say with, not just with Wicked, but with any musical theater show, you see someone come in and switch things up. That's usually someone that gets special permission. A lot of people think you have a lot more freedom than you do. So when people are giving you shit about your choices, they don't realize. And Wicked is one of those because it's been around for a long time. They have a very specific way of how they like like to do things. Um, I mean, um, there's a little more freedom, and and because it's uh, it's not geared much towards you know like really really young kids. You you know you're telling an adult story. There's a little bit more freedom, but but I will say they have a tried and true method of of the way that things work, and they and it's a hard show to do. So mm-hmm. they want you to stick to the way that those things work, and um and you don't get. But that's with any show. You don't get a lot mm-hmm. of freedom when you come in. You can't just come in and say I want to put a riff here. That does that's not how it works. This is how the composer wrote it. This is how they're going to do it. Unless you're Daphne Rubin Vega in Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they'll let you take and things up. Scene. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> how do you how do you but, deal uh, with like but it's hard, like your big personality hard. and like knowing or feeling like something should go a direction and being like uh, if I could we just actually play. have a picture of you. As, oh, as, as, there as she is. Yes. I am. Um, I. I will say I'm a big personality and I do like to stick right. to my guns. I try not I try to steer away from projects where I don't feel like I have that freedom. Yeah. And um and if I do not have that freedom, like I I get out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. um but I've 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 been really really lucky that my entire career has really spanned a lifetime of like working with people who are interested in me breaking the mold. Michael Greif is one of those directors that I love working with that just consistently cast me in roles that I am not physically yeah. or necessarily vocally or acting wise right for or 
traditionally what's been cast before because he likes to see what I do with it. I mean, you you mentioned like having like a big personality and yet a lot of respect for the process, you know? So totally. like maybe it's that that combination that makes you take risks, but only in very finite ways in that someone finite. can believe but in. But that's and what's great about you. playing a role that someone's never played before is that yeah. there is no limit. Yeah. Like yeah. the limit really <laughs> doesn't exist. You're finding out what that is, which is what can sometimes make theater really hard is you will work on a role for several years there have been shows that I've done where I've been the only person to play it from the very first reading until the time it went to production it went wow. to production they cast a name damn, oh. damn. and that sucks because that you you write it with them you it's 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 put into your yep. voice and and then all and of a sudden it goes somewhere well, and it's know, not you 73 percent of all murders are unsolved <laughs> 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 is that really true <laughs> i learned that during telling me a story by the way i've got ideas just give me a long, call give me but it is something along those lines it's like you just kind of have to like you have to you respect it so much that it's like you know when you do get the something that you you get to take from start to finish and you do get to put your own stamp on the freedom mm. is really there and you get to really bring your ideas to the table yeah, also yeah. something great about working on good trouble is there's this like sort of um reputation that now people respect me more yeah, yeah. from being on one well, tv gives, show than they you, did for doing 20 so years much, of broadway it gives you so Isn't much like authenticity yeah. in it like when you when you are allowed to at least dabble in like the creative process you're going to come tomorrow with so much more juice right you know, and totally. you're like now and you have excited. time to yeah. sit in it, and yeah. like some will work and some will not. But you're working a creative team, Michael. How much did you? Were you able to work with the writers? How much did your character change from like the first scripts that you got for like the rest of the show? And you guys still are not finished filming. I mean, we we're all kind of allowed to put our own twist on the characters. You know, obviously we have the words to read, and being a network show, you kind of have to mm -hmm. stick to the script because um, it's got to go through so many levels to be changed. But they do listen to us, and they do let us kind of play around with it. Um, I know that we've all kind of added our own tendencies. We haven't really, I've, I've never sat down with the writers and been like, yo, uh, I don't like this about Jordan or I love this about Jordan. Can we go deeper into this? It's just, they've kind of just like, they've seen what I do on screen and they, um, they just kind of, go in the right direction that I, I love to do, right. that, I, that I love going So you're anyway. showing like little nuances yeah. and then they take that and, and then add to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're nice. kind of creating this storyline. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's there. I mean, the, the, the writer's room is absolutely fantastic. Nice. They're, they're nice. doing a fantastic, every single script we read is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> fudge. I said fudge. He said fudge. No, no one drink. Nobody hey, drink. Hey, hey. <laughs> I said, every single script we read is just like, <laughs> it, 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 more? <laughs> it explodes our mind. It's wild. Okay. Here's Pass the thing. It down. Like, if I was a guest star, Emma, if I was like on the first down thing, this way. I say that like I have a driver's license. I don't drive anything. You don't drive? No. I moved to New York when I was 16. Okay. Yeah. There was no point. I spent the last I, three and a half we months everywhere. in New York filming. And I bet you didn't drive once. You I, drove me crazy. I, 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 <laughs> you know what I found? I didn't like that I had no personal freedom to hop on the motorcycle and go. But the subway there allowed me to read. So like I could spend twenty minutes reading it going every direction and That's I like I it was like a subway difference. here though versus driving. I'm like, oh I Is there a subway here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but don't oh, take it. Don't don't, no, don't take it. Take it not. I don't took take the, the subway, subway in New York for the first time and I I'm not a princess. Um, but I almost cried. It was so horrifying. No, Aww. the subway in New York? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's fine. He's it's glorious. You have to get used to it. You have to get used to it. It was Urinetown? It's <laughs> all over it's, me. It's, two, to, it's two to three weeks. Oh, that's a good day. Two to three weeks. <laughs> two to three weeks, and then you start realizing, like, where to sit, how, which car to which sit in. Oh, you if know, you're if the go car the is sea, empty, you, you don't go, go in there. Side. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. don't go into an empty car in a New York subway. Mm-mm. 
Well, I'm okay. With so, it, no, personally. no, 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 no. Someone happen. probably went to the bathroom in there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I go too, then it's not that big a deal. Jesus. Oh what God. fun conversation we have for <laughs> what many people do. Um, Bradley, I want to know during the Fosters, uh, during the end of the Fosters, when, uh, at what point, and who came up with the idea for a spinoff for Good Trouble? When did that start to become a reality or even a discussion? Um, the network didn't want to be out of the Foster's business because we, you know, we broke some ground and we, we... You guys were on the Ellen show, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were, I think, the most critically acclaimed show on that net network to date. The list of awards from national to regional and from all the fans, uh, uh, the fans that made uh, their own covers of the theme song yeah. from all different walks of life. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, we created quite wow. a community. And so I think they wanted to continue moving forward with that community. And so they came to us before we found out we weren't coming back and said, look, we want to continue this business with you guys. Nice. So if we were to say, hey, we want to give you a spinoff, what would that look like? And so suddenly the three of us had to get into a little room and decide, you know, what kind of stories do we want to tell if we're allowed to tell them. And it was a lot of back and forth. And then finally we came up with this pitch that eventually became Good Trouble. And they ordered it right away, straight to series. So it's like very rare. No, it's very rare that this you get that opportunity. This room is just full of like success. They called me, <laughs> I appeared once, and then I let the audition. Like 99.9% .9 of the time, you have to shoot a pilot. And then, yeah. and then you figure yeah. it out. We went straight to series. That's yeah. lovely. Yeah. We, I feel like Good Trouble, though, just like has this like aura around it of just like everywhere, everyone in that room is where they were supposed to be at the right time. And everyone is very aware of that and grateful. Yeah. And that's so, like, that's often by the people who are making that. One, it's, it comes from the top down. Yeah, comes, but yeah. like the first day we got onto set, Bradley and Peter and Joanna were all very adamant about being like, this is your family now. That's great. Um, this that's is, great. you know, we're all doing, we're all figuring this out together. If we're ever saying anything that feels inauthentic to you, please feel free to come up to us and tell us. We're like, super present. Like a lot of showrunners will sort of stay behind yep, the scenes. Yep. We're always, always there. there. They're we always there. We never leave. We're, uh, we don't sleep, but <laughs> but we're always by their side. But you, but that it shows in the quality of the show and the quality of the writing. Like, not there is no, there's no storyline that goes unfinished. There's, there's yeah. always a cliffhanger. There's, yeah. you care about all of these characters, yeah. which is yeah. hard when you're going into a show that already has a built-in fan base. From what I can tell from the trailer and from early uh, critic reviews, and I know some people that have seen uh, have seen some stuff, um, it captures everything you want from the Fosters, um, and then it's even more. It's like, okay, we did this for you, and now this is the story. It's so different that it's its own show, but it it's so honors uh, the Fosters. Let's take a look at the trailer, and you guys just look at the chemistry in the in this trailer. We're so cute. <laughs> I just can't imagine us not sitting around this table together. This is <laughs> so we don't have our own kitchen or bathroom? No. We all share. We're just in time. You guys are gonna join? Should we give it a chance? That's just one of like six trailers that are out there. They you cut guys... 22 trailers, by the way. Yeah. Oh. 22 trailers. And yeah. each one is so vibrant. And it's, it's amazing. It, it is. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for Good Trouble. Uh, the official premiere date is January, January 8th. 8th. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Yeah. New... You guys, I can't wait. Yeah. New <laughs> viewers you're going to have. Uh, Foster's viewers you're going to have. Um, 
Bradley, now I want to bring you, you know, you're doing this scope of show. You've also done huge Broadway shows. We know Moulin Rouge is hitting Broadway. Um, you also really like intimate pieces. Yeah. Um, and you've been known for some of your smaller pieces, especially at Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, you're working on the Edward Scissorhands musical version, which you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the film is so beautiful and perfect in its own. Um, before we start to talk about it, Kurt, can you play just a brief, um, here's some of the images from the live stage show that's happening in Southern California that will blow your mind. Um, oh, Ooh, so you guys, <laughs> this is uh, this huge scope movie that we all love. That's a holiday film. That's whatever. Um, I bought all the Hot Topic Edward Scissorhands t-shirts. <laughs> um, but this beautiful imagery is happening on stage in Southern California. Um, but you're bringing Moulin Rouge. You brought Sideshow. Uh, you invested in Dear Evan Hansen, American Idiot. Uh, you do shows like The Breakfast Club, uh, Love is a Battlefield, and now Edward Scissorhands, where you take this huge scale and you... Yeah. But then you fill this cast with amazing actors, such as Emma. Hey. Uh, Jordan Kai from <laughs> New York, who, whom I love. Why do you do these small pieces? Obviously, nobody's making money here. Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, look, Love is a Battlefield is becoming something quite spectacular after I did it at Rockwell. And I'm in L.A., and there's not a lot of opportunity to do, to do theater in Los Angeles. True, true. And I spend, you know, 24 hours of my life on a television set. And so when I have a little window, I want to be in a live room and put on these stories with these very talented actors because I can't get enough. There's nothing like this equal exchange between these incredible talented people and the audience that you feel in the room. It's this vibrancy, this electricity that you don't get in television. You get a little bit through Twitter or social media because now we can interact when we're watching the television shows. But there's nothing like being in a room when you feel that equal exchange of energy. Mm. And so, so that's why I do it, you know? And I've been in love with Scissorhands, Edward Scissorhands forever since it came out in 1990 or whatever. And I think the film is all about being different and being other. And I feel like if they got to make that movie 30 years later, what would that movie look like? And that's the story that we're telling now. A woman is playing Scissorhands. And it's about gender identity and gender fluidity. And so now we get to tell a whole different story inside this really magical, special, fantastical world. And so I had to do it. I had a very short window. Mm -hmm. And the moment I knew I had this window, I came right to Emma and I said, will you do it with me? And we've created this really, I think, quite special, magical, There's something magical immersive experience. About she, like taking something, something like this that's like, okay, how do we figure this out? How yeah. do we make it snow? How do we... How do yeah. we figure out these like topiaries? And like, and Bradley's done a really wonderful job of setting up this, of giving the audience enough credit to be smart enough to go on the journey to see the things. 
And, that we all know. And, and Emma really believed this because on your Instagram, you actually have one of the videos from the from Scissorhands. We actually and, have a sneak peek but it, at but her it says, performance. But you she have. says in the background, like, it's like, this is what it's about. This is why we do it. Yeah, there was a, there was a little boy named Emerson who, Jordan Kybernet, who plays Scissorhands, is like the fiercest lady I've ever met in my entire life. Ever. You have to Very come fierce. to see the show just to see her in it because she's so brilliant. So she, her chiropractor has a son named Emerson who is eight years old and his favorite movie has been since he was like four Edward Scissorhands he's been painting his nails black like his whole life he like is just like this little goth kid and he was the sweetest thing and he was sitting there the whole show just like hands in his lap <laughs> so polite <laughs> sitting up straight just like loving it and the second we got into sort of the gender identity stuff his mom just just completely lost it and was weeping and was just holding his hand and it just felt like this very I was watch I was looking at her as Peg the mom yeah. like while she was holding her son and I had scissor hands and it just felt like this very mm. significant moment between the four of us that I was like I have to bring this little kid on stage to dance with me because like that's you see the kid yeah. like in like we changed you that kid's life to. that day like he yeah. was so excited and the second we brought him up he was like I don't want to do anything <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but like then waiting, he danced with and you and then he danced with us yeah. like waiting all I said it's like waiting yeah. all day to see Mickey and then you see Mickey and you just can't stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. this is one of those amazing like theater magic moments. And it's funny because you say if we were to make this film now, I think if we were to make this film now, we'd hit it over the head if it was a Hollywood production. Right. I think the way that the film was made was so subtle with this message. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's so interesting and beautiful and fantastic. It went over some people's heads that still get the message at the end of the day. Yeah. What I love about Rockwell is that the space is used in such an ingenious way. And sitting in the audience, I've been to so many of their musicals. Number one, the musical changes from night to night because of the audience. Yeah. For sure. They're definitely the, the last cast member. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you feel like your family by the end of the show. Yeah. You feel like your family with the cast because they're so literally right there pouring their hearts out. But you feel like your family with the table next because you all enjoy this this evening of of acting. Yeah. And by the way, we changed the whole space. So what you know of Rockwell is not what you're going to step into when you come on Sunday. When I do my cabaret there, they put some booths out and that's all yeah. we get. No, yeah. No. We, we, built, we built it, in the it around. So, so we, everything's in those the four pillars that you know, there's a whole stage in the middle so everyone sits around and it. And the main VIP booth is on the stage yeah. where the oh. band usually is. That's oh. really cool. So it's, we've, we've completely, like Bradley had a whole vision for the space and completely transformed it. It's really magical. Bradley, when you sat down to direct this, what was your first step in like, staging everything out? I, I knew I wanted to transform the space, and so that was my first step in like deciding what the, the piece would look like and feel like. And then just tonally, I wanted it to feel very um, immersive and very magical and very ethereal and almost dreamlike. And so I think that's what we've mostly established you know we we snow a lot in this show and the way we snow originally i had devised this idea that the snow would come down from the house edward's house which sits above the entire space but at the end we decided to bring out actors with a very simple japanese fan and they step out and they fan the snow fan and it like creates this very flakes. snow globe effect and because you're in the round, it really feels like you're inside of a snow globe. Yeah. And wow. so, okay. you know. Well, it's really, but yeah. that's, the, that's what's so fun about theaters. You take this world of Edward Scissorhands, you're like, how do I create these insane situations? And I think we've really done such a beautiful job of making it both literal and ambiguous enough that we really give people permission to take themselves there, which is really what, like, the fun of theater is all about. Like, because we've all seen those productions that get 
too production-y yep. and too, yep. too like, is, like yeah. Spider-Man. Everything was so literal. Everything was, a you know, a comic book cut out. And sometimes I think we need to give our audience yeah. for example, to be yeah. smart. For yeah, example, yeah. in the show, it's like everyone refers to scissor hands as him or her or it or that freak. And we have one moment in the show where Emma says, as Peg, I'm going to find him. And then Kim, the one on a writer character, says, you mean her. And then she stops and she says, no, I'm going to go find them. I'm going to go find them. And that's the only every moment that we talk about night, it. Every single night, too, we've had a moment where someone has either audibly like let out this like, uh moment or that someone has come up to me personally and said, I am someone who identifies as them. And that meant so much to me to hear someone acknowledge that. Wow. Like, and because it's something that we didn't talk about in the 90s. That wasn't something that yeah. was but even that on anyone's radar. Still there, like we said. But it's this still there. This is a there. holiday film that should be played on all the 25 that days. That doesn't address Christmas. it at all, but it's totally, at the end of the day, yeah. about that 100% yeah. completely. And once again, you have to take a character that everybody knows, like you did with Alphaba. Of course, Peg was played by Diane Weist, right? Oh my God, yes, yeah, such a gem. Yeah. Who's um, coming to the show? Shut your own. And Anthony Michael Hall oh. came this past weekend. This no, is I the first time I have found out that Diane Weist is coming to the show. <laughs> when? <laughs> I'm not well, we say. can't say that. Yeah. Do you know but how much I, I love her? Yeah, Off the record, can you say to him so that he yeah. knows? So that you know. There you go. So I, I, I hope okay. you see how that's co-host. Co yeah. You got it. Um, this is the cool. I say all the time this is my favorite role I've ever played in a stage production. I mean that. No bullshit. And that it just got so well, Emma, much cooler. Emma, we have a little behind the scenes footage uh, taken. And so we're going to take a little peek at your performance as Peg. Oh. Did we get to hear oh, it? Oh, no. Kurt, can, we, can we hear this one? So wow. that's that's just another sample. <laughs> uh, 
as a holiday gift, fly your family out and see Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, and it's theater for people that are not used to theater. So even people that don't know that Cats is a musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look. Okay, I want to do one one last uh, open question, and then okay. we're going to get to rapid fire. Oh, rapid fire! You're going to like oh, rapid fire. Oh, You're screwed. That's no. <laughs> real fun. Um, being in the entertainment industry is so tough on relationships. I know we have uh, married people. Um, are, are you married or no? Oh, oh, I thought you guys were married. Oh, oh, oh push, push. No. Okay. <laughs> um, no, if you're talking about that guy, we broke up. <gasps> no. Yeah. That's okay. He's got a boyfriend who I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Just started like, dating. Oh, it else. didn't take long. He's like the best boyfriend. Well, no, it's, we haven't not seen each other in a while. That, that we broke up right after I was here last time. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it's because it was of the forever. show. No. No, that's okay. I I love your boyfriend. Now he's I the feel best. bad. The new but... one is amazing. He's like <laughs> the new one. Like he's like like I mean, if there were ten stars, I'd give this guy twelve. Like he's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty fabulous. Okay. <laughs> but no, but so this is great for this conversation. You know, yeah. um, hitting CW, hitting Freeform. I know that you're married, Emma. We're so busy with what we do, mm -hmm. and people can't kind of comprehend that. Then when you have new fame, you have to keep in mind, and Bradley, I'm sure you go through this, is like, oh, Bradley's a producer. How do you develop real friendships and real relationships in this industry? Because everybody wants something, and it's so hard to take the time to figure out who wants something, who's there for you, especially when you move from a different state. How do you guys deal with friendships and relationships? You uh, to know yourself really well. Yeah, but who in entertainment does? Well, Be that's, that's the thing. You, yeah. you, that's that's it. That's it. You won't have genuine friendships or relationships unless you know yourself really well, and then you know why you're friends with these people and what they have to offer you, and whether they have something to offer you that is actually detrimental or helpful to your life. And that's it. It's knowing who you are, and if this person has anything of value to offer you, whether it's emotional or personal or whatever. And then if you notice that they make you a toxic person. That's you knowing yourself and saying like, oh, I don't like who I am anymore. You have to go. Mm. That's for me. Personally. Growing up, growing up, there were all these filmmakers, and not that I'm ever comparing myself to these filmmakers, but Spielberg, Woody Allen, um, Scorsese, who would like constantly hire the same people, and I noticed that not only behind the scenes but on camera, and I always wondered why that was. Well, now that I am, you know, in this position, I understand that. Because you surround yourself, you find the people that you trust. You find the people that you create a family with, and, and I think you thrive on working with them. And that's what I found to be the most sort of successful mm. part of this business is you find those people that you can rely on and yeah. that you can all lean on each other. You know? yeah. yeah, from from that statement, I mean, for me, it's about like, somebody's subjective and ruthless honesty while they have objective ability to have grace. So it's like their ability to go like, I think this, and I'm going to tell you. Good, I, that's what I want you to do. But then know that you might be wrong too. And yes. that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who's hmm. ruthlessly honest and at the same time knows that they don't know everything. That's yeah. what, that what, that's, keeps me grounded. That's when I know I know somebody good. Oh, you've been very quiet, Mr. <laughs> I, um, I don't, All the girls that are listening are like, like, tell me how, <laughs> tell me how. No, I think that, you know, for me, it's, I don't know. 
Yeah. I honestly don't know. I've I've kind of just been focusing on the show, so I haven't really, like I said earlier, I don't go into the DMs. Well, no, but, but you have you you you, you, you got no no, but Michael, you you've got you've got a friend that you grew up with, yeah, that you still always like oh, call yeah. up and whatnot. Oh, so yeah. it's that bond that you're going to be able to extrapolate for the rest of your the, life. You know, I mean, you're, you're how how old are you? Twenty two. Right. So I've got I've got you know eighteen years on you. Mm. So like, you know, there's there's like that that little thing that you have between you and that old friend that's going to be extrapolated. So focus on like that thing yeah right yeah. you know and yeah. that's gonna yeah, be but something but interesting you know you're on the cw yeah, yeah. there's hot girls gonna be sending you pictures they come Even and go though here's the thing that sucks you could have a genuine person okay. come into your life the thing about it is the people who are in the dms they aren't interested in me exactly they're interested in me as an idea of being jordan baker and being somebody who's on the cw they don't care about michael evans bailing they care about the idea of being around me and chasing that clout. But how about when exactly. you go to parties or you go it's to I don't, the same I don't, thing? I don't, I don't you go don't to go to parties. It's, it's all bullshit. I, I generally, my weekends are spent with Daniel <laughs> Ezra, <laughs> who plays Spencer, and he comes over and we watch cartoons and we order a lot of Uber Eats, and that's what we do. Here's what I have to say. the address? Here's what I have to say as well. Don't shut off. So many people come to this town and they shut themselves mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Actually stay open. It's quite the opposite. You have it's to stay gamble. open. No, it is. Well, but it's staying open and knowing. It's what staying open, and knowing and what your boundaries are. It, I think yeah. it's staying knowing open your and still knowing when to say no. Like yes. you're saying, like just being like, okay, there's the line. I'm going to still allow you to fail in front of me, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to fail. Go like, to the party. Yeah. Just don't be the last one to leave. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show just Michael this, right? So okay, you know, like getting posts like he gets posts like this, and look at what I wrote. Look at what I wrote. Yeah. Okay, sad. so I, I got I got make a, photo, a joke right? out of it. Yeah, make yeah. a joke out of it. Like I, some some somebody who's sending me photos, right? Like oh, this, wow. and, and and what I wrote is she's like, oh, horny, blah blah blah. And I wrote in the background of her photo, I wrote, how many DVDs do you have? Because it was in the background. Yeah, like there's just like a wall of DVDs. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's like it's like I being like being like okay. cool, but like being like also being like, well, hey, these are the lines, bad. so stay over there. But also we have to remember that was we, me. What is it? I you? own a lot of DVDs. We have to remember we were not that girl, but we were them <laughs> once too. Yeah, exactly. You know, 100%. Like I, I mean, I wrote to Michael J. Fox when I was nine yeah, years old, yeah, no, telling him how Michael much Jackson. I loved him. Yeah. I mean, I never slid any DMs. I get, so we're I no get, different or better well, there, than there, anyone there, else. There's, but there's a difference between like, I love you, I want to have sex with you, and hey, you inspire me. And yeah, yeah. it doesn't even matter if it's like a little bit out there. You still respect the little bit out there. But there's other, there's like, you, you know the line between the people who are just like hunting. But I've talked to so many people in our position that are like, oh, I just got this email from someone asking me if they have any advice. And they're annoyed by it. And I'm like, why are you annoyed by it? No. Do you know what I tell all yeah. of the It's yeah. incredible MTV that someone's exactly reaching out to yeah, you. Yeah, totally, I tell totally. Them, uh, email your inspirations and say, hey, can we do coffee? Or you inspire me, can can you just... And some people will take yeah. time out and it will yeah. mean the world because... I, I do email people back whenever they ask me about advice and you whatnot. You should. That's totally different. About it, but it's, it's incredible. Could you imagine if you got that response when Ex- you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, I would yes, lose yes. my mind. Yeah. One time I email... more, though, than like someone saying like that like they want to... They, they want advice on how to get into the industry and someone won't help them. I feel like if you have... like Not only just in the industry or any job that you have in life, yeah. if you have this secret... To get yeah. ahead and to make it easier for other people, why wouldn't you share it? 
Like helping someone else out doesn't mean you go farther down the ladder. It just helps side, someone else make their, their life a little easier. Some people yeah. want advice, and I'll, I'll give people advice. I'm like, you need to do this. I'm like, oh, that's a hard, lot, lot of work. Well, I'm then like, that's yeah. on them. They can go. See, but some people <laughs> want to ask you that to well, flirt with you so that you're like, oh, let me introduce you to this yeah. producer. You, you, no. know, you know people who are authentic when they're asking how they're asking and what they're asking. Yes, you know, yes, yes, you yes. know the people who are like fronting and the people who are just like. All right, we have to end or else Kurt is going to wear a worse. Outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know, German background? You? No, I mean, yeah, Bailey's Bailey, a little German. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I tell this to all my entertainment people just ask, ask, ask. The worst thing you're going to get is a no. I emailed this huge producer. Uh, his name was Bradley Bredewig, and then he came on the show. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, I heard he was. He brought this he, girl who wouldn't he, shut up. I heard he's a dick. Yeah, I, oh, I'm just kidding. Damn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Excuse I'm kidding. me. What did you say? I know Good Trouble's not gonna have a football story. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> What'd you say about my friend? <laughs> I am staying. No, over but, but you know what's funny? Over here. The radio Absolutely. show is now three and a half years old. Uh, we're almost to 180 episodes, and it's because when I first started the show, I didn't know that you shouldn't. Just email people directly or reach out to them. On I think Facebook. you should. I think you and should. That has, no, no, but that has been a success. It changed everything from from day yeah, you one. You said to me on Facebook, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. And I will mm -hmm. say I've never had more fun than sitting down with you. And oh I really God, mean that. So fun. I'm gonna clip that and sell that. I really of mean all that. One interviews I have done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You've done a few. I've done a few. And but I this said, is my favorite. Right. So here. It's a blast. This is, you told Put me, you were like, this is so much fun, it's you like have to do it with me. Yeah. All right, we have to do rapid fire. So we do rapid fire. It's rapid nothing fire. deep and dark. And so you're going to do rapid fire. There are different questions for everybody. And then you're going to give your, your social media handles. Emma, if you stop blocking people, then they I can follow I don't block you. people. I don't, I don't have, my social media is not under my real name. So oh. you might not have my actual. No, I did some research. I do know. Um, but I'm not going to say. But you know that, okay, you know that my, my yes. I'm not going to say what the name is, but it no, is I a Kim Cattrall reference. I am not saying anything. <laughs> do you see how? P.S., how good am I at research? I'm like, I called your manager at the Aquatic Center, by the way. Did you really? No, I didn't. No, oh my God. <laughs> but I knew you weren't there. <laughs> Did you find her through my page? Uh, no. No. Oh, no. then I don't think how you found me, Babu. It's not, nothing's like oh, yeah. it's Found a fan. her Facebook, yeah. Yes. Because oh. the, the, the profile picture is very smoky and there's like a candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. the hair is like But here. I tag her a lot. Yeah. So that, yeah. I'm not wearing, I don't have a candle in my profile picture. Yeah, you do. In which in one? In my Facebook? No, Your I'm Facebook? leaning out because of a Because the actual really name. I'm leaning out of a The actual name is something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, who wants to go first for rapid fire so Kurt can go home and be What are the questions? No, I don't give them to you. I give them to you right now. I'm shooting the rookie on Friday. With oh. Nathan Fillion, yeah. he has to drop this. Hey, that's um, Warner Brothers. Yeah. I had an audition for yeah. the rookie, and I did not book it. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because you were too much for Nathan. 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 You know, that's Nathan funny. Is, that's Fillion. the role I got. Uh, I figured. I, I was. Figured. I was very lucky. Thank it was you. for sassy uh, radio show hosts. I can do sassy <laughs> radio hosts. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Alexander Rodriguez. Oh, wow, that's really wow. good. Wow. <laughs> It was something. I love how the straight people banded together and, <laughs> and recognized. Sorry, we were offended. We were offended. Hola, como estas? Oh, is that a Latino thing? So I offended. I, 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 I'm just a disabled guy. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Jesus. We just got so on PC. <laughs> Rockwell's gonna do the next music. Thank you. <laughs> Rockwell presents on the Rock's parody musical <laughs> with Ross Matthews as Alexander. Mm. He's there trying, a lot. Ross. He's there a lot. He's trying to catch There's up. There's a cardboard cutout of him in the dressing room. I have to say it's the yeah. most terrifying thing. No, that's actually thing. him. That's his personality. 
You're not wrong. No, I'm not. Oh my god! I'm pleading. I'm pleading. Do you know that I'm getting all of his gigs? By all, the way, what's great is you can you can you can stop like you can like delete okay, it from my statements. Oh, finish. Oh my god, Kurt. Kurt, but I love you, finish. RuPaul. We have like How do you minutes? deal with this guy? No, it's my fault. I've kept us going. How much time do we have? Kurt's wife has put in the DiGiorno. <laughs> it's not DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. Are, they, are they sponsoring this? Jeez, you're so not Italian. No. This show is dangerous. <laughs> okay, you guys. Drink and you squish <laughs> so it. <laughs> okay, let's see how long we can keep this going. Did you guys? <laughs> you guys we're, so, we're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Please. Oh I'll get another gosh. gig from it. Palm Springs Pride? Hello. Hey, hello. Okay, uh, who wants to go uh, first? I'm Michael like, is terrifying. Michael's going first. Go around. Start, start uh, here. Okay, yes, Michael, start I, I can guarantee this is going to be the most different you interview you're going to have in your whole life. Oh, career. rats. Okay. Yeah. Just, all you do have to do is answer as fast as you can, but really. No wonder he brought with thinking. With or without thinking? Think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I'll answer yeah. first. I don't care. What? It doesn't matter. Michael, Michael, the craziest fan comment or request you've received. Can you send me a picture of your feet? Something like that. Ooh. Oh, How yes. about foot? Uh, do you ever get foot? Because that's all I do. Do I have? A- oh my <laughs> god! I, 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 yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was good. Okay. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> he had to pull down his beanie. He knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm done. Yes. Who wants? <laughs> I don't understand feet people, by the okay, way. Okay, do you know I'm why? Like, wear your socks in no, bed, because I don't need to no, see that. Feet make sense because genitalia and feet are actually mapped in the brain right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, but it's so not overlap. true. It, How do you no, know it's that? it's totally true. Yeah, it's, uh, true. it's I don't know. Is I've that really a, true? It's really true. Yeah, I've dated a size 14, it's not true. Okay, okay, huh. rapid fire. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, a day, uh, like a 12-hour day of shooting, what is your ritual? When you walk in the door, what is your ritual? When I get home? Yep. Shower, go to sleep. No, but like... Like, like, what do you like? I'm sorry, I'm a boring person. I, I mean, I, I do you listen to music. Do you, I shower. Like, shower I, I go, go over my scenes for the next day, and I go to sleep. Go to sleep. Watch He's Netflix, a machine. Go to sleep. He's working. Your manager's sweating right now. He's like, "Come on, give me a better answer." <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, there's okay. no better answer. No, like, no, no. because if, you're thinking about the know. next day. Yeah. Okay. How about this? How about this? Friday night when you're not shooting a Friday day. All right, bet. Okay. Coming home. Daniel's coming over. We're ordering a whole bunch of Uber Eats. We're watching Big Mouth. There, there you go. go. There you go. Word, word, word. On well, Netflix. I need to be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Daniel would be like, <laughs> that's all he would do. <laughs> Michael, the biggest shock or craziest thing you experienced coming to L.A. from Indiana that you were like, they do this here? Oh, God. Ooh. I mean, driving? The driving is terrible here. Traffic? What are you, 85 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is probably terrible. No! For PR. It's, it's so cute. It's Chelsea's so cute at home losing her mind. Uh, everything's brown so here as opposed so to Ohio's green. Um, that the, the, it doesn't it's feel like Christmas. I don't. I don't know. Okay. It, it, it feels like, like Rodeo Drive had Santa the day after Halloween. <laughs> but there's no snow. There's there's no snow. Snow. Go to the Grove. It snows. Really. Snow. Snow. Uh, that's oh, yeah. not so. It's, it's cocaine. It's, I'm so sorry. I'm, kill, I'm killing your vibe right now. I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. You're, it's no, so you're good, 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 good to good, know good. that you're like, this is who you are. Okay. Uh, type of role you really want to play? Heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is so a, a really, really mentally deranged person. Mentally deranged. So... You want to schizophrenic, so you need to be on a CBS All Access. So you're show. just saying you're, you're basically a, yeah. a fully complicated person who's got different like goals against themselves. Yeah, interesting. I think that would be. I a think dope you're very character. reserved until yeah. you're acting in your role, and then you just let it all out. Because yeah. I've seen your anger moments on All American. Uh, worst audition you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
laughed like I knew. I don't know. There's, like, a, there's, a, there's a true one. I can see it. It was for ice and toners. No, it was Gloves. No, no, no. I did the gloves as a, no, OJ. It was probably my very first audition ever. I know that was bad. My very first audition ever was for Chicago Fire. Oh, my God. They was, film. God, they film in Chicago. Chicago. They film in Chicago. Yeah, it was up in Chicago. It was before. It was my very first audition ever. So I filmed this in my kitchen. Behind me was like a painting. So it wasn't even a barren wall. And it was just the worst reactions I could ever imagine. I still have it on my computer. You have at it. Home. Oh. At you home. should upload oh. that. I probably will never upload. It was just like we got to make a show about that. Mm-hmm. It was just terrible. I can't. Yeah. I can't even. Eleven try auditions reenact. later, he books. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Well, that was very awesome. Terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Snapchat and Instagram at MichaelBO5 and on Twitter at Michael Bailing with an E at the end. Michael oh. Bailing with an E. I at want the him end. to just do the audio from my background. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, uh, you welcome back. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Thank you, Michael, so Thank much. You. I hope we didn't scare you too much. No, this was Fantasia. <laughs> this is Fantasia. Fantasia Barano's here? What? I love okay. Her. This was Cats. Who wants this to go is, there? This is Cats. You guys are going to watch the movie and probably cry. <laughs> let's go Let's go to Broadway let's and watch, go to Broadway, watch Cats. Cats and we'll go like, and we'll be sitting there literally Did going like, the, the fuck? <laughs> Did you hear what Kurt said? Next year in New York. Oh, you guys, poor Kurt has to go. Did you hear what Kurt said, though? He's Sorry, like, Kurt. we have to go to Broadway once. I yeah, said watch Cats. Cats. I've never been. And Michael and I will be both like it. Oh, I love that show. It's on the Broadway. <laughs> it's on the Broadway. I'm going to go see them. I'm going to go see them kitty cats go on stage and dance around and shit. Burn shit. Are we really out of time? No, no. Yes, we're really running out of time. But here's the joke. Their girlfriends will make them go see it. Okay. Who's next? Kurt. 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 Okay, name, uh, because you were in Sons of Anarchy and yeah. you ride a motorcycle and you save lives in Puerto Rico, what would the name of your motorcycle <laughs> gang be? Uh, left Out. What? You don't like that? Not really. I've answered so many of your questions that you don't that like. You hate every PC. answer. You, you hate every really answer. answer. You show you guys. <laughs> How is that PC? Judge Judy. <laughs> okay, I... <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not even a joke. So she films on the other side of the lot. I cannot go to sleep without watching one episode of Golden Girls and Judge Judy. No. No shit. Do you know Oh, her I personally? owe myself ten dollars. Drink. Drink. I owe myself drink. ten dollars. You said shit. Drink. Is that really? <laughs> I'd have ten. No one left out. <laughs> What's wrong with left out? No, I think No, not true. no one left out. Left out. That would be admirable. No one left, left out. <laughs> We're a tough gang of 99 percenters. Okay. Uh, celeb you'd have a gay kiss with on screen that you'd be okay <sighs> with. Uh, you oh. and McGregor. This actually. Yes. Oh. oh, I love that. From Mulan. From Mulan. Yeah. He's great. Like, like, yeah, he's yeah. great Mulan, in that. Like, I'd be like, all right. And he rides motorcycles, so we could like totally like do like adventure motorcycle riding and then yeah. spend and time in the tent. I'm just talking about on screen. So. I thought and you then, were going to say. Then, okay, I haven't thought about this very much, but. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Yeah, <laughs> that seems a little quick. We take a romantic quick. motorcycle ride down a hole and drive. Yeah. And we got to the top of a makeup. Like, we could ride motorcycles like bros and then spend all night together in a tent. You guys, Kurt is literally. Shutting the door on us right now. Um, that's great. Does. I thought it would be with a Latino that might have a few pounds, but uh, your dream co-star. Co-star in a television show? In a film. Oh, in a film. Don't say Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. You'll get kicked out right now. <sighs> Daniel Day. Oh. Would you, he's he's he, retired. He's, it doesn't matter. I'll go but like no, make shoes with him. Okay. He's a cobbler. Anyway. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, I think that he's just like for oh. like a pound for pound, like 
even though he's done what? It does nine sound like roles? I hate every answer, but I really it really don't. does. Yeah, yeah, but I'm usually yeah. really pro rapid fire. Okay, <laughs> he's just he's just the actor that has embodied every role he's played, and this I is believe true. him. Whether whether he's easy to work with or not, I don't know. He was but good he in, is powerful. Uh, like okay, he's powerful. Classic film you'd go back in time and be the star of. If I could, which I don't think I could, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh. Okay. Peter O'Toole's fucking brilliant. Love that. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Was that positive enough? Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Oh, biggest pet peeve you, you have uh, while on set that you just, you hate this, whether it's from the crew, whether it's from the director. Ooh. Biggest pet peeve that just sets you off as an actor. Bad behavior. I, 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 what does that mean? Bad behavior is like, when you say something and someone says, no, we can't do it that way. And it's like, but, and, but, and, but, and, and it keeps going. Like, uh, look, I think like this that, whole radio show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, I, I think that like being a good actor is a foregone conclusion. I think you have to be a good person on set so that when you're not there, everyone's like, why is today not good? Yes. And so uh, like, I think that when you see people being pithy and whatnot about their little universe not recognizing that there's 70 other people specifically right here working right now and then a grip of people behind all of that on top of it and I think that's where it's just a ubiquitous myopic behavior I love that Kurt Kurt tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you you can find me anywhere you can uh, find me on a railway Kurt, K-U-R-T, Jaeger, Y-A-E-G-E-R. Don't look at me that way. You don't like that look? No, I do. <laughs> okay, go uh, on. No, just Kurt Jaeger at all of my places. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And you guys uh, watch Tell Me a Story because it's, it's so good. And there's there's more to come, too. Yeah. I saw In that show some, and some other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so good stuff coming. And you know, Kurt... We get each other. I know. You're yeah. a good guy. You're a good We're guy. bros from a different mouth. Okay, who's <laughs> next? I'll go. Let's okay, try. Emma. What musical theater audition song sends you screaming out of the room if you have to hear it one more time? Oh. Look, husband knows. Yeah. Husband knows. I'm, I'm, I don't know how he knows because I don't really know. I mean, I would. it would probably be like Defying Gravity or Wizard and I. Like, yeah. it just... It just... It's, it's, it's so long. At this point, it shouldn't be in your audition book. Kids... Yep. It shouldn't be in your audition book unless you're auditioning for the show and they All sent right. it to you. Take it out of the book. Let me, can I ask a follow-up You knew then? the camera, so too. What's, you looked right at that camera. What's like? What's too old and what's too new to not be recognized? What's I a good media? I would say, first of all, if you've been in the show, don't don't bring it into an audition room. It's just tacky and taboo. And if it's, pa- I would say anywhere like between like five to seven years, if it's okay. been, I just think, because here's the thing. If it's a role that you think you could play, whether you can or not, Every other girl who looks and sounds like you thinks that and has already brought it in. You never want to bring in a song. I, I always try and pick a song that is that no one will ever sing. I sing Creep by Radiohead. It sounds theater, but it's belty, and it's a pop song, and no one else in that room is going to uh, sing it. And they can song. look at your resume oh, to see song. that you have done great these song. roles, so they know Be that you minor. could have already done that. So, Kurt, Surprise I'm going to pay Surprise you extra them. money for today, but I have to say something toward that. So I was at a banquet uh, with Stephen Schwartz, and uh, there was this great woman next to me, and... Uh, I told her my ideas about Wicked and that it's sung at all the time. She says, people have lost the emotion with Wicked. I said, well, people don't realize that Wicked is about two young girls during puberty, during their young school years. Mm -hmm. It's cast always so old by consummate singers. It's a young girl's experience. I was talking to Winnie, who wrote... uh, My So-Called Life and the book for Wicked. Yeah. 
So I felt like an idiot because I didn't know I was telling oh, her that. God. Oh, you oh, bless your God. heart. I I'm felt so, so sorry stupid. for you. <laughs> but you're right, though. That is what How it is. And I, I know that for the movie, they were talking for a while. They were talking about casting no, for the first act a younger younger actresses and and older actresses for the second act because it is about girls going. I don't think that would work, but yeah, but, but they I think were talking it about that. Bring for it a back to the young girls with, with about young there's girls. this excitement, and that's what I love about All American. It's a cast of people that we haven't seen mm-hmm. yet, and that's mm-hmm. what I love. There's this new energy. Anyway, mm. sorry, Kurt. Kurt's gonna kill us. Oh my god, sorry, he's Kurt. Sorry, so. Kurt. Who would you cast besides yourself in the Wicked film? Ooh, you know, I always said I thought that Demi Lovato would make an excellent Elphaba. The way that she could, I think she could actually be a pop star that's well known that could sing it. Which um, I, uh, to be quite honest, besides like Ariana Grande, I don't think, and, and and I think Ariana would actually be a really great Glinda. I think she could mm-hmm. sing the shit out of Elphaba, but no one gives that girl credit for her comedy chops, and she's really fucking funny. But um, cheers, but drinking, cheers, <clears throat> but. I, you know, I think we should really, my problem with musical theater movies is just fucking cast a musical theater actor. Cheers. Cast yeah, a musical theater actor. Can you, can you say, Take a, here's the thing. It's wicked. Everyone knows it. It's not going to not be a blockbuster. You don't need true. you don't need a famous woman to sell a ticket true. to Wicked. That Cast a bitch who can sing true. it, and I guarantee okay. you, you will change her life. There's no movie That's stars true. anymore. There's no movie stars anymore. But like, look at Maddie Balio, who was the girl in uh, Hairspray Live. She was in Dumplin', and to me, mm-hmm. she stole that entire movie. Yeah. I think she was magical in that movie, and and she is a theater actress. But there's a negative connotation of theater actors being too big for television. That's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. I love this rapid fire. It's like <laughs> another uh, podcast. Uh, backstage or on set must haves that you just have to have. Tea, um, steamer, uh, essential oils, and. Um, uh, CBD lotion for my cramps and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> Every time Bradley texts me and says, "When are you coming to sign?" I said, "Hold wait, on, I'm what, into the drive-through for what Taco from Bell." Ta- what from Taco Bell? Okay, I get a bean and cheese burrito, no yeah. onions, no sauce, a gotcha. chicken and cheese quesadilla. I get a double decker taco with no lettuce. I get a crunchy, a Crunchwrap Supreme with no lettuce. Your no husband tomato. is a chef. I know. cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> cheesy wait, wait, cheesy no, gordita, cheesy gordita go- crunch. Sauce, hot sauce or fire? Diablo. Fire. Diablo. Oh. Spicy. Anywho. Emma. Mm. I'm sorry, I can't survive from that <laughs> awful Taco Bell shout out. Most overrated musical. <sighs> Rapid fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was There's, good. you know what, a lot of that came into my head. Um, most overrated musical, I would say, is Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I would literally I say that too. Oh my God. I would literally say the two. One male Broadway role you would love to play. Ooh. Male Broadway Ooh. role I would love to play would be, I would love to be like Elder Cunningham in Book of Mormon. I think it'd be really good. You know who that. I would yeah. love to play is Billy Bigelow, by the way. <laughs> Not as a comedy because it's very dramatic. It was so awesome. She up. literally threw <laughs> off her uh, headphones. Literally. Yeah, they came off. That was yeah. a huge compliment. Emma, please tell our great. viewers and our listeners all the social media handles of that you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sorry. <laughs> have this one is, more for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Emma Hunton, and that's Emma. H U N T O N. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Wink. That's an emoji, by the way. 
There's guys, no emoji in my here. name. You're never going to hear another radio show like this. Uh, here you go. Right Bradley. There, I feel like on. I'm Put too it. drunk for rabbit Kurt fire. No, no, no. Yeah. You are not. No, no one is too trills for have a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michael's like, can't wait to get back to the gym. <laughs> or have a donut tonight. Donut. I'm probably going to have Taco Me and Daniel's going to watch no. movie tonight. <laughs> Me and Daniel's going to watch yeah, movie. He is going to yeah, roll through tonight. You are so right. You are so right. Michael's going to have a donut tonight with a knife and fork, and he's going to have <laughs> half leftover. <laughs> oh, I simply couldn't finish this. <laughs> leftover. Hold on. Let me go to the gym for one hour so I can eat the other half of this yeah. donut. Tay dun, might dun, be dun, coming dun. over for egg whites in the morning. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Bradley. Uh, yes. uh, what... What would the name of the musical based on your life be? Ooh. Oh, God. Um, musical based on your life. Gay, Up to this point. Gay boy obsessed with Back to the Future. Yes. No investor would movie. invest in that. I know, but that's yeah. true. Yeah. I was so obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. How about Back to the Gay? I Back to the Gay. Back to the Gay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Musical uh, you would want to direct the film version of. Oh, God. It's already happened. Tell me. Into the Woods. Yeah, yeah. and bad. I would kill it. I really would. You know what, though? The they great thing about Hollywood mark. is give it five Ten more year, years. Yeah, exactly. It's coming back around. Yeah. You can do the new one. Yeah. yeah. Bradley, since you are creating such great viewing experiences, what is your guilty viewing pleasure in terms of TV? Oh, God. That if people knew, they'd be like, oh. Oh, my God. Vanderpump Rules. I cannot get enough of it. But this season's really bad, by the way. So it is really bad. It's bad. It is so bad. So we've had their cast on the show. Really? Wow. So up until this I point, I lost brain cells just having. I know. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Obsessed. Uh, Bradley, not what? Listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. They can't listen to actual things. Uh, Bradley, what character do you most identify with in Moulin Rouge? Oh. Ooh. Not that you would play. But the movie. That you most identify with the movie or. Uh, let's do the movie. Let's so. do the movie. The movie? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Who's the one that falls asleep all the time? That's who I am. <laughs> the narcoleptic. The narcoleptic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you? That's uh, that's the little that's Latino guy, told, right? Like, it's the big Latino guy. No, he's a little Latino Well, I, I will say, I oh, always have this... Roxanne! They're all right. little to me. You guys, Kurt has to go home. I know, oh sorry, God. Kurt. Oh, okay. I always have this weird cough, <laughs> so, and I can't get rid of it, so Satine. You're like, Satine. I, I'm <laughs> always wondering where this cough is coming <laughs> from. Michael doesn't know. know. Did you ever see Moulin Rouge? Oh, my God. Moulin Rouge is like... It's definitely dancing and singing, but it's still enough accessible. It's the L.A. we have fire smoke cough, you know? I hope your actress says Satine is better than Nicole's. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah, well, well diamonds are a Broadway chap. So, yes, so. I cannot wait. So, you can don't we need see Moulin Rouge in New York together? Yeah, we'd if be I so disruptive. Have, if I can have vodka, black cherry yes. sodas all night. I'm there. All cherry sodas matter. Uh, I'm gonna be Toulouse up in the uh, in the rafters. Great. <laughs> Bradley, yes. where can our viewers and listeners find you? At Bradley Bredewig on both Instagram and Twitter. And you guys follow him. It's such a journey in terms of filmmaking and just greatness. Now, where can we buy tickets if we're in Southern California for Edward Scissorhands? Go to rockwell-la.com for tickets. Or we're on Gold Star as well. Goldstar.com. Can we invite Michael and his lady friend? Yeah. I don't have a lady friend. We should all do a night. You heard it here first. Not yet. Every girl is going to email me. Hi, Michael is available tonight for your lady friend texts. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go in your reel. No, it's really going to go in. It's going to be really good. All right, you guys, we have to wrap up so Kurt can go Sorry, Kurt. We love you. But also, good trouble. January 8th on Freeform and Hulu. Yes. 
Watch us. Love us. You guys. Uh, on the Rocks is taking a break. Obviously, it's Christmas and New Year's. When we come back January 8th, uh, we're here with Tracy Toms. Yes. And it's the same night, so we can... We can oh, my gosh. Oh, we're totally Tell her I say hi. Yes. I love Tracy Toms so much. What if we did a Skype... Ooh, karaoke. Mm. Oh, karaoke. Karaoke. I could totally do a little Skype in session with you guys that night. Yeah. We have our premiere that We night. have our premiere that night, depending on, we'll, we'll figure we it out. We could pre it, but what if Maureen sang with Joanne? Oh my God, I would kill you, but I'll do it. Okay, let's do it. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Kurt, thank you so much. Thank Happy you, holidays. Kurt. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Kurt, I'm going to slip you a little bit under the tree. You okay. the rest of the Smirnoff. <laughs> and by a little bit. He Here needs. you go. You can <laughs> have the rest of the Thank you to Mama Rose. You guys, we're going to be off for the holidays, but I do have to thank uh, our listeners and followers. We would not be here without you, and we've been here for three and a half years with On the Rocks. Very special feeling. You guys are my family. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you uh, when the sun comes up. Bye. Bye. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>